morning, Billy. Good morning, Annie. Welcome to the Boy Howdy Podcast, everyone. How's life? How's shit? Ah! So excited! There's so much geeky shit going on in the That's world. That's right. Oh, did you see? Uh, man. Um, I guess we're we're gonna skip everything. And go uh, straight to Geek Week review. Do you see that Elder Scrolls Online got uh, announced uh, yesterday? I can never play that game. I can never play that game. Because you don't own a gaming piece. <laughs> well. Not for the reason that you think. No. Yeah, exactly. That's not, I'm not allowed to play MMOs. I know in my heart I have, I'm not are you still? To. Are you Are you still on track to get a gaming PC, you think? I don't know. I talked to a friend who's going to build one for me, but I don't want to build a gaming PC. I just want to fucking buy oh, one. Oh, because, well, you were thinking about buying, like, just a gaming laptop. The, the no, fact no, no, that no, everyone... no, I was never going to buy a gaming laptop. I what I were. wanted was I wanted something small. I wanted a compact PC. Oh, that's PC what it was, yeah. That I can plug no, into my TV. Isn't there, the, like, some, like, Razer or somebody just came out with something with, was just a compact PC? Like, pre-bought, you know, well, pre-put together. Alienware was, has one. Or that's what it was. was Did you get talked out of that? Because I know everyone Enough was saying it was really expensive. people were like, really it's overpriced and not... Blah, blah, blah. And then I read some reviews Well, these are all it. people who build PCs, Yeah, and too. I'm like, I, got, oh, I don't mean to make fun of y'all, because I respect y'all, but I don't want to build a PC. <laughs> It's Man, like, when I when I asked a question, I'm like, I want to buy a PC and I want to build a PC. I kept hearing, we'll build a PC. I'm like, no, 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 babies. So I had I a know friend... technically it's supposed to be easy to build PCs, but if you well, don't know how this shit works. See, and the thing is, is that Jesus. I don't want it to go wrong. Yeah. And have to commit myself to that. I want something I can, I want a console. Yes, yeah, um, you know, half the people I follow on Twitter who are always like, go build a PC whenever I'm talking about uh, getting a PC. Half the, half the time when they're talking about building their own PCs, they're talking about shit that's gone wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not making it sound much more appealing to build a PC when you're all oh, my power supply just like like yeah. just caused a brownout in my neighborhood or something yeah. like that. Fortunately, yeah. um, my friend Chase has offered to do some research for me and make some suggestions. That's the thing is, we know enough people that we should be able to find somebody, like especially you. Yeah, we should be able to find somebody who can help you out in real life and not just like give yeah. you a recipe list for new egg. Yeah. yeah. I just I want to just buy something, plug it in my TV, sit down, and show my wife Grim Fandango. <laughs> I want to show my wife the ridiculousness that it is Gabriel Knight too. Even well, did you see that Elder Scrolls Online isn't even being developed by Bethesda? It's somebody else. Oh, is it not? Which makes sense because they have Bethesda has, has its console team. Right. So it sounds like those guys are working on maybe Skyrim uh, DLC That's and other stuff. That surprised me. I was but like, it is... I don't want those guys focusing on that. Although according to the press release, it is Skyrim and the world of Oblivion, and it's it's going to be all those worlds put together along with you know all the filler, you know, because it's got to be a giant MMO world sure. as big as the worlds of Skyrim and all those places are. They still need to be bigger. This Staying like thousands of people on the same server. I just have no interest in it. But uh, I would love because to play I'm not. That shit. I'm not allowed to have an interest in it. It'd I'm be fun. I would love to play it's, that. Shit they with only you. announce it for PC and Mac. All I want is Skyrim to be able to play with other people. I don't it's, even care. It's if they too just... hard to make an MMO for a console. It's just not going to happen. No, man. I wonder if there's going to be anything in the architecture in the next wave of consoles that'll make it a little bit easier to. Well, the thing is, is that there are so many commands. Or... Like I you know, need a keyboard but... to do it. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, is kind of a nice thing about. Because you don't, man. The only reasons PC games have that many consoles because they have the keyboard. They don't, PC games don't have to be as complex as they are. Sometimes those options, you don't need those fucking options. It's just in there, just just for the granularity, granularity to be able to say we got a bazillion options. You See, can hotkey your fourteen different things. You don't need those fourteen different things. You're basically World of Warcraft. I like half my the whole bottom third of my screen was filled with little hotkey things I yeah. can do, like bake bread. You're making the hardcore bread. versus casual. Put the bread argument. in my left pocket. Put the bread in my right pocket. I'm like fuck that. I'm just saying, you are saying, fuck the hardcore nerds. I'm casual. I don't give a shit. But you, the no. hardcore nerds gotta eat, too. I know. Which yeah. is what I feel about Witcher. Oh, did you know uh, Minecraft Xbox Live is coming out this Tuesday? This Tuesday. Yeah. 
I know you're so excited, and I know you want me to be excited, but it's never gonna happen. I know! You know what I really like? Legos. Yeah. Because I hold them in my hands, and I make things happen. I don't have to go mine for them. But Minecraft is actually, isn't just the building, it's the adventure stuff, too. Like, you go exploring. Is there a compelling narrative with compelling interpersonal relationships, Bill? What in it will I like? (laughs) There are villagers you can run across. Uh Uh-huh. And you can try to protect them. They were talking about there was going to be dragons a long time ago in Minecraft. I don't think they've put those... Supposedly, like, uh, Notch was going to layer on at least some kind of basic narrative where at least there was some kind of basic quest. Yeah. And, like, he was talking about, like, at the end he would fight a giant dragon. And that was, like, a year ago. And I I don't think they've still even actually managed to put that stuff into the game. And even like the Xbox Live version of Minecraft that's coming out next Tuesday is based on a version of Minecraft from like last year uh, because something about certification stuff with Xbox. So it's not even going to be the most recent version of uh, Minecraft being put up on Xbox Live, but I don't know. I'm excited that it'll it'll be open to a new audience. I'm really excited I I just want to be able to play Minecraft with a controller and possibly with other people over Xbox Live because I play on the the Mac, but I don't play on any multiplayer servers, so I'm just by myself exploring and stuff, which is fine, but it'd be nice to... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited for you, Bill. You still might get a surprise gift of uh, Xbox, uh, Minecraft. Just to guilt trip you and just, just even you trying the demo. Here's the ridiculous thing, though. You can't gift games on Xbox. You can oh, only. You can't? No. I don't know why. If, I'll of get all a fucking places, $20 Xbox Live card and I'll from, use Microsoft, it. from I will Amazon. I'll save it for Saints Row the Third DLC. Did you see that? That was just announced. It's a $30 expansion. $30 expansion. Because I turn to Foley and I go, oh, well, you know, it's like Undead, um, Undead Nightmare. With Red Dead, and she's that what it is? I just saw the well, announcement. I didn't see what the content. Well, it's like an is. expansion, and she just goes, "Wasn't that ten dollars?" And I'm like, "Oh, oh, oh yeah, actually, yeah, because <laughs> this is thirty dollars." So it's no, it's like a um, you're basically in uh, what is it called? Enter the Dominatrix, and it's like you're in a it's it's exactly like Steelport, except it's a virtual reality. So you have superpowers, so you can manipulate the world around you and all this stuff. I will pay it. So it sounds I like enjoyed... it's a little like Decker's Die, but just all over yeah. the game. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, except that it's it's actually Steelport. It's not necessarily. I mean, it looks like it's a different. Well, you can take some of the things from Decker's Die. Like you can play as a toilet. Yeah. At, you know, like you do in Decker's Die out in Steelport, but yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're talking about. Though. But yeah, I, basically, it sounds like it's gonna look like it's reboot fan fiction, which I'm excited about. <laughs> That's but no, I'm, I, you know what, I'm going to give my money because I really, of the three um, Saints Row DLCs, the Gangsters in Space is pretty great. The other two I still have Oh, did finished. you buy all that stuff? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll three. But yeah, this is, I mean, $30. I'll pay it because at the end of the day, is fucking steep. I want them to have money in their pockets. Says the guy who just threw $400 down for a new Star Wars Xbox. Yes, Bill bought the Star Wars Xbox. How do you feel about it, Well, Bill? no, uh, so like a year and a half ago, my, is this my fourth Xbox? Um, Jesus let's see. Christ, okay, so the first Xbox was the one you and I got together on yeah. Amazon.com like five years ago. Yeah, so uh, Bill, here's the story behind that. Bill and I were both shit broke at the time. Yeah. Um, and, this uh, is, oh, this is like, I think this may be the first Christmas after the Xbox 360 yeah. launch, maybe, yeah. yeah. Amazon had a, uh, for Christmas, they had a gold box deal. They were only going to be selling a thousand Xboxes for a hundred bucks a piece. Yeah. And at the time, we were still both broke enough that a hundred dollars was untenable, but we could both push fifty. So we, um, he was at his house, I was at my house, and we were just basically refreshing, 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 Bill got in, and we were, we time-shared that Xbox for, gosh. For a while, until you moved away from, uh, Hawthorne, Mm -hmm. and moved in with, uh, uh, with Foley, Mm -hmm. and then, uh, I think... I know I gave you that Xbox, and then I bought my first, you know, my my yeah. own Soul Xbox, yeah. which then broke, yeah. and I think got replaced, you know, because it got red ringed, yeah. and so I sent it to Microsoft. So that's two X. Ex- okay, so 
original Xbox yeah. that you and I got. I, then I, I bought mine, so that's it. the second. It's still working. I gave it to I, a friend. That got replaced twice, so that makes... And then, oh God, this may be my fifth Xbox, the Star wow. Wars Xbox. Well, anyway, so like I went through a couple Xboxes after I bought my own private Xbox. Yeah. And uh, I got, the last time I sent uh, an, an Xbox into Microsoft was, yeah, about a year and a half ago. Mm. And instead of even fixing that uh, that Xbox, they just sent me a brand new refurbished one. Yeah. And, uh, but even out of that, uh, out of the box from the, straight from the factory, the disk drive was fucked up. Yeah. It was one of those things where I was like, man, I could send this back again to Microsoft uh, to, to say, hey, this this refurbished one you just sent me to replace the one that red ringed. This new Xbox is also not working, but it's a mm-hmm. disk drive. And I was like, man, do I want to spend another month without an Xbox? Dude, so I so I bit the bullet and I kept it. And that's the Xbox I've had for the last year, year and a half. And it's progressively been dying since the moment <laughs> I took it out of the box. And it barely functions now. It takes me twenty minutes to fire up a game. And, Which is uh, great because our original Xbox is still kicking. I know. Who's got that now? Um, my friend James. Yeah. Fuck that. All he does, he just like uses a launch it. Xbox. Yeah. It's so kicking. Granted, I'm sure he uses it four hours a week to play Dragon Age. Origins. I know exactly. That's it. Oh man. So. But yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, well, I made enough at Stumptown. Well, I had a couple bucks set aside because I knew I was like, I'm surprised that my old Xbox is still working at all. Yeah. Much less, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that I was actually able to replace it without having to go. Oh my god. Mm. Uh, so yeah, uh, I made enough money uh, at the Stumptown Comics Fest the this past Comics weekend. Fest, Bill? That wait, hold on, check this out. That is the sound uh, Xbox makes when you turn it on. It might help it if you put cool. a microphone at it. No, you people... I, here, I'll turn it off and we'll make the same sound. It's the best! <laughs> it's... Man! It was 450 bucks. Yeah. And the day after I bought it, there was a $50 price drop on Amazon. <laughs> they, they were, they're refunding me that 50 bucks, but... Uh, well, the other thing is I didn't have a Kinect, too. I felt stupid... It is stupid. Fucking stupid buying Star Wars Xbox. It's cool. If you need an Xbox, you may as well. But the nice thing is that extra fifty bucks is that. Well, I think this this bundle comes with two games instead of one, and I think that's that's their excuse for why it's they're charging an extra fifty bucks for this for this bundle, even over the normal Xbox. Connect it's also bundle. a collector's edition. Well, no, Come that's on. the other thing. But so at least knocking the price down off, uh, knocking fifty bucks off the price kind of makes it like normal Xbox bundle yeah. price. But uh, yeah, this uh, this week they just released the 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 patch for Skyrim that lets you uh, control the game uh, with not control the game, but you can do all kinds of shit with voice commands through the Kinect. Voice and commands more, are nice. I can give a shit about the Kinect actual motion controls. But the the voice motion stuff control stuff is all bullshit. But I love being able to tell my Xbox to pause when I'm watching Netflix yeah. or when I get to the end of an episode of something, just saying next episode. Man, I hope to help people listen this episode play video games not, <laughs> Jesus Christ well you know what well, it's, uh, speaking of the Stumptown's Comics Fest that's what happened last weekend um, met a lot of nice people there got a lot of great comments about the podcast oh really that's Adrian nice. J. Wallace he was uh, uh, he was manning uh, Mike's booth for a yeah. while on Saturday He had we talked about the podcast he had great things to say bunch of random strangers I thought they were fucking with me were really like, I listened to your podcast and A, I Aww. was confused that they even knew who I was <laughs> B, that they recognized me and C, that they like actually listened to the podcast and were like Aww. oh where's Annie and I'm like Annie's at work <laughs> and no yeah thanks to everyone who stopped by uh, my table and said kind words about the podcast I, I, I was honestly shocked I was not, I, like yeah no I can't believe actually people listen to this. <laughs> um, Thank y'all so much for your continued but yeah. attention. Um, so yeah, Stumptown uh, Comics Fest was last weekend. Uh, for people who don't know, here in Portland, Oregon, there's a yearly independent comics festival here. Which yeah, it skews more towards 
uh, independent and individually published comics. Although Dark Horse has a booth there. As does Oni. And, and Oni and stuff. But those guys, compared to like Marvel and DC and stuff, are yeah. still pretty... Yeah. A little bit indeed. They're dark horse. And to be so fair, much. they're both local. Yeah, they're local comics publishers. Exactly. And uh, so this is mostly it's it's more zines and people doing mm-hmm. little, little paintings and stuff like that rather than like here's my giant comic book. Yeah. And web comics and things like that yeah. too. And it was it was it was pretty good. Attendance was pretty soft this year. A lot of people didn't make that much money. Uh, talking every the only person who seemed to make any money this year was Chris Baldwin. Good for him. He, he deserves it. He had three brand new books this year. Did he have a new Space Trawler book? I think so. God damn it. Oh, man, I forgot. I meant to buy stuff off. The only people I bought stuff of uh, off of was Stan Sakai. He was there. I got the Valve Dark Horse comic collection with, like, the the comic from Portal 2 and all that shit in there. Um, Boilerplate and Frank Reed by the lovely uh, Paul Guinan and Anna Bennett. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, Steve Lieber's Alabaster. Um, Steve Lieber, he drew white out. Being one of the sweetest men in the world. Yeah, he's a friend of the podcast, and he's he, he's super cool. And yeah, he has a new comic called Alabaster out, which has, I haven't read it yet, but it's got fantastic coloring. Man, I just finished up a big batch of, uh, coloring for Dark Horse. I, I color, for Dark Horse Presents, I color, uh, Carlos Speaking Neil's Finder strips. And, uh, I kind of ripped off Alabaster a little bit in this, this strip I just finished yesterday, so... Just if anyone goes out and reads Dark Horse, was it Dark Horse Presents 14 or 13? If you see uh, a lot of glowy light stuff, atmospheric lighting effects in that comic strip, that's because of me. Um, so yeah, no, Stumptown was cool. Um, wait, I, wrote, I have notes about Stumptown. What, what interesting While happened. you're going... Oh, you this, lady dressed, oh uh, this lady dressed like a mushroom. She uh, talked to me for like two hours. There was cosplay. This is the first year there was cosplay at Stumptown. Wow, Stumptown. That's there was the first one everyone saw, which everyone agrees was the best cosplay. There's a four-year-old girl dressed like the uh, Batman animated series Catwoman. Oh, seriously? She was already tuckered out, and she was being carried by her dad all over Aww. the place. But it was, she had little shiny black boots. It was cute as ball. Everyone, their ovaries, even the guys grew ovaries just that exploded when they saw that. That was very cute. And, uh... Yeah, there was a lady dressed like a uh, uh, one-up mushroom, who I talked to at my booth forever. That was kind of funny, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time. I'm glad you had a good show. Um, I uh, my table mate at Stumptown was Kelly Nelson. We talked about her last week. She is wonderful. She didn't sell anything along with everyone else who didn't sell anything. <laughs> um, but she had some great paintings. Actually, I bought a painting and a uh, plastic Man. piece of poop off of her. I was really excited because Kelly stayed with us, and my wife told her to bring um, a painting she had done of Garrus Vicarian, um, yeah. my space kitty cat She's boyfriend. a huge Mass Effect fan, and so and, she does um, a lot of Mass Effect stuff. She yeah. did a great saint icon. Um that was actually inspired by a live journal post I made back in the day. So mm. um, my wife had to bring that out. So, um, it was so, I love her art so much. I'm so happy to have had a chance to bring more of it into my home. Yeah. Her website is www.cheappaperart.com. Yeah. Kelly with an I. Kelly Nelson. She does good stuff. Give her your money. But you got to see her show around town and stuff like that. So maybe she didn't make a million bucks at Stumptown, but at least she had However, we did go to our local, um, pie, uh, restaurant, our local Pacific Pie Company, my favorite place here in Portland. Did you take her to the Voodoo Donuts? I did miss Voodoo Donuts, but I figured. Everyone hates Voodoo Donuts. Anyway, <laughs> I know everyone knows about voodoo donuts. I like voodoo donuts because it's donuts, but everyone's all like a donut snob about voodoo. Uh, the, the voodoo donuts, they actually do not have good donuts. It's bad. <laughs> well, it's, it's novelty donuts, but yeah, we took oh, her to, yeah, we took her to a pie place, we took her to a Creole food place, we took her to um, man, Creole sounds good right now. A sock, our local sock store, Sock Dreams, yeah, run by Brenda Zidane. <laughs> yes, she personally runs the founder. Well, she's well, she was born with three feet. <laughs> 
So she socks have been in constant interest to her. No, sockdreams.com. They sell she great stuff. She comes from an inbred royal Dutch family of of three feeted people. My favorite recent purchase. See, from like dreams. I'm snacking on something and I'm opening you it bullshit. beneath the table. Good for you. Here, have one. No, I don't. This want is one. leftover snacks from Stumptown. Anyway, uh, my favorite purchase from Sock Dreams <laughs> is a houndstooth pattern, but instead of being houndstooth, really, it's birds. Is this what you bought? Weren't you wearing these socks like two weeks ago? Yeah. You came in here wearing like like sexy school teacher socks or something like that. Or they were bird hounds too socks. That's correct. Well, yeah, I, they didn't have sexy school teachers on the socks. I'm just saying. <laughs> so that would be kind of great. That would be cool too. Anyway, and then we went to a local place called Fizz, which is a um uh the, all they sell is candy and soda, which is good times. Good times. They should have a, a little a, like a a vending machine full of insulin shots right by the front door. <laughs> so oh, yeah, no. we had a good time. Oh. Oh, I shouldn't have taken a bite before something before talking about this. Uh, the coolest thing, uh, the person who stopped by my table. Now, I shouldn't say that because that makes suddenly everyone else. Everyone else sucked. But... No, but Bill Oakley, formerly of the Simpsons, oh, seriously? currently a producer in Portlandia, he stopped by. I'd never met him before. He stopped by. He was like, "Hey, Bill Mudger," and I'm like, "What?" Aww. And he's like, "I follow you on Twitter." I don't think he actually does. <laughs> I don't, he's, why would he? And uh, but how much did he make your and day? And he's like, "Hey, I'm Bill Oakley," and I'm like. And well, Bill Oakley, along with Josh Weinstein, was a writer and showrunner of The Simpsons back in its golden age. Like, back, like, I think it was, like, seasons three through, like, seven or eight, which is considered the best part of The Simpsons. Like, he wrote, uh, along with Josh Weinstein, uh, Who Killed Mr. Burns, Lisa vs. Malibu Stacy. Oh, wow. Shit, loads of classic episodes. And, uh, I was trying to, like, I was trying to play it cool. Yeah. I don't know, oh my god, Simpsons! And he was like, well, last year, uh, Cole Haver, who's a lawyer here in Portland, he's friends with uh, he's Katie Lane. He's one of the Lane, guys in the world. He bought up uh, a bunch of Simpsons posters that I had made up because, uh, was it two years ago for the 25th anniversary of the Simpsons, I drew this thing called The Creation of Homer, which was, you know, the Adam being created by God painting by Michelangelo, except it was uh, Homer touching fingers with Matt Groening, and all around Matt Groening was all the old writers from the old days, from the golden age of the Simpsons, and it also included Josh Weinstein and Bill Oakley. And Cole Haver, uh, he bought up like half a dozen copies of that thing, and he was like, "I'm gonna, I'm, uh, I'm not gonna tell you what I'm gonna do, but I'm gonna buy a couple copies of this and distri- distribute to some people who'd be very interested in seeing this." And I was like, "Okay." And so I guess one of those people was Bill Oakley. Oh. Because Bill Oakley's, yeah, Cole Haver totally gave me a copy of one of your posters from last year. I got it up in my office right now. It's like, oh my god! <laughs> he was like, everyone, I recognize. He, he was like, that's a great piece. I recognize everyone in it except there's like one guy by like Matt Groening's knee. I have no idea who that was. I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's really hard to find reference photos of the Simpsons yeah. writers because, you know, who gives a fuck. But yeah, that was cool meeting him. And, and uh, yeah, no, he, he was a real sweetheart. That's awesome, Bill. Yeah. And uh, that was kind of a highlight of my stump town. Yeah. And the other thing is... Uh, I'm sure you glowed with a little inner light for the rest of the day. Oh, man, I was walking on fucking sunshine. Uh, for the rest of the day, uh, all week long, people were suggesting more map ideas. Yeah. Because the big thing I debuted at Stumptown this year was a Mushroom Kingdom map. Mm-hmm. I love now with the Zelda map. I've now turned into map guy. And there are so, worse things to be. No, it's not bad. No, the, the, the two big uh, people kept on people were uh, suggesting for uh, more video game maps was Metroid and Mega Man. Hmm. And Metroid, I can understand because it's just a big, sprawling world with its own in-game map. It, right. Mega Man is weird because you have to forget, there's like 5,000 Mega Man games, and they all have like places and stages that are completely disconnected from each other. So I could do that. I could do like a Mega Man 2 map, but that'd be kind of rough. That'd be kind of fun because each, you know, map, each world is uh, differently themed and stuff. That'd be fun, but yeah. 
Also, yeah, people were also uh, asking for Adventure Time or Avatar The Last Airbender, which I wanted to do anyway, but yep. we'll see. Yeah, twist your arm. <laughs> yeah, you just, you just started watching Avatar, uh, uh, Adventure Time this week, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, when Kelly was in town, she was like, no, really, Adventure Time is, re- is really good. And I after, don't want to oversell, but it's a cute show. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty fantastic. Yeah. It's very enjoyable. You gotta love cartoons that just have their own gleeful inner logic and just spin right off of them. Yeah, I mean, there's no real thrust to Adventure Time that makes it awesome, but it's just fun. It's just good time. And the animation is just really funny. Yeah. Just really funny. Very Ridic- Like, I love, like, there, there doesn't seem to be any character sheets where anyone's, like, forced to draw anyone a particular way, because, like, characters are constantly just the most grotesque faces and just, like... Body poses. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it's fucking hilarious. It did send me down the the, uh, the Wikipedia rabbit hole, though, because I'm like, who is this guy behind Frederator? Fred Siebert, yeah. or however you say his name. And I did not know about him. He's a really fascinating individual. He was the original creative director at MTV and was behind all, all the early like back branding. Back in the 80s? Yeah. Like oh, when I had MTV no idea. first launched. Oh, and he's thought... the reason why they had all that cool animation and like the rotating, like the, the shifting logo and all that. Oh, shit. I and follow then... him on Flickr. I follow like his Flickr yeah. account. And he's always posting cool stuff, but yeah. I don't know. I had no idea. Well, was that he old. then was the president of. Uh, he's, he's 60. Um, he was then the president of um, Nickelodeon in the early days, and he basically started Nick at Night. And he's more or less the inventor the of fuck? the TV marathon. And he was, like, the president of Hanna-Barbera during that kind of period in the early 90s when they were coming, like, with Dexter's Lab and... and, and wow. Um, uh, I thought it was a younger guy. I wouldn't and... have thought he was, like, our age. I didn't realize and, he was an older dude. And he was actually... He was, like, headed, like, a, a web animation thing in, like, 2001 before that was really a thing. Yeah. He's, really, he's a really interesting guy. I was like, damn, damn this guy. Yeah, he's just a producer, yeah. He's not even yeah. a creative Well, now guy. he has his own Frederator Studios. Yeah, I saw the, the, most of the stuff, stuff he's been posting to Flickr is that they're doing a Pen, uh, Pen Ward. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got a new science fiction kind of. Like, you know, Adventure Time is all uh, it's fantasy. It's very much a fantasy. It's, yeah. This is science fiction, but it's this exact same kind of character design and stuff like that. Yeah. It's about a whole bunch of people in space running around doing One stuff. One thing that but... cracks me up about Adventure Time is that it's the only kid's show that I've seen that uses the word sexy. A oh, lot. yeah. A lot. And it has a weird fixation with wives. I got wives. my sexy on, yeah. Weird fixation with wives. Talk a lot about wives in Adventure Time. Well, I don't know so? if you noticed that. They just talk a lot about wives. It's interesting. Like, like There's some subtext wives? there. Wanting wives and missing oh, well, wives. Well, well uh, uh, Ice King. It's is... not just Ice King, though. No. Nah. That's a good point. I wish I had all the scripts of Adventure well, Time in the do. Adventure Time world, all you have to do is marry someone, is kidnap them long enough, and then they just suddenly <laughs> kind of become your property. Yep, yep. Yeah. I just love all <laughs> I the I really places. don't want to do a feminist studies thing in Adventure Time, because <laughs> I know it would just be ultimately upsetting, but uh, And if you look great. at the Adventure Time world, you would be a uh, Mass Effect princess. <laughs> Most likely. Yeah. yeah. You'd have a little plastic omni-tool and just, yeah. Nah. Earnest enthusiast princess. That'd be yeah. me. My favorite princess is hot dog princess. I hot think. dog princess is fantastic. I just love hot dog princess because there's this one sequence where they're all, all the princesses are calling each other on the phone yeah. to talk about the nice king that's moved into town. <laughs> I don't and think I saw that one. So it's all the princesses are talking on the phones and they all have hands. It's that hot dog princess is basically a hot, she's like a wiener dog hot dog. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So she's, she's with a little she's crown. With a little crown. Voiced by Maria Bamford. And she's just standing there. There are There's a cell phone under each of her four feet and yeah. she's just kind of like... <laughs> Stepping on them on and off, it's just this great little looping animation. It made me laugh. It made me laugh so hard I had to pause the show just to laugh for a couple of minutes. Man. Oh, in the comic book, I don't, I don't know if uh, Dessert Princess shows up in this show, but in the comic book, there's Dessert Princess. Yeah. Which. How do they do that? I can't remember how this goes. She's technically Desert Princess, but someone misspelled her name wrong, so now she also has domain over sand and desserts. 
it's just like I love Ryan North. Man, fucking shit. Yeah, the comics. I have the comics. Well, you, you can buy them. They're super cheap. Yeah. You'll find them. I don't say you can borrow them, but they're all over the place. They're that popular. Um, but yeah. So Adventure Time, Stump Town. What else happened this week? I. What'd you do? Um, well, I bought an Xbox and had Stump Town. <laughs> I keep trying to play Witcher. Yeah, there going? was a really good article on Grantland this week about how yeah. Witcher is just not why why is everyone so excited about Witcher? But then I was having a conversation. A it's game. not a bad game. It's just been so heavily acclaimed. That's all it is. It's overrated right now. That's and, all. But I think about it, and I'm like, well, what was a game that I was really excited about three years ago? Mm-hmm. If a game I was really excited about three years ago came out on another platform today, would anyone give a shit? Poor video games. They have such a brief shelf life. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad. You're in chapter what two? There's yeah. only three chapters in the game. Doesn't seem like a super long game. I just keep waiting to get my my its hooks in me, and it hasn't happened yet. Like it's well, man. Well, this new Star Wars Xbox came with the uh, Connect, and uh, I'm tempted to fire up Skyrim because they just yeah. Did I already mention this we on did the podcast? This. Yeah. yeah! But, but, but no, I get confused because we talk about stuff on the podcast, <laughs> outside of the podcast, before the podcast. But yeah, no, the Connect thing, like, I want to f- fire up the Skyrim and check out those voice commands, but if I do, I don't think I'll, I, I probably will never put The Witcher back in. I'm going to finish The Witcher, because I do, it is interesting. That's but bad, I don't though, when you have I'll... to, like, make that promise to yourself, I will finish this game someday. It also helps that nothing else is out right now. So I know, it's, that's like, the other Man, what else, is anything else coming out anytime soon at all? Diablo. I know you're really excited about Fable Heroes. Oh, is that out? Super excited. Yeah, it just came out on Tuesday. Oh, man. Fable. Oh, Fable. That's the, I can't believe that's the little cross on the grave of Fable's grave. <laughs> just like, well, that's it. the thing is, is that the, the problem, I think, with Fable Heroes is that it looks too much like a game. I know that sounds silly. But really, it's more like the Fable pub games thing. Yeah. Where it is a... Have you played it? Not yet. I downloaded the demo. Okay. I enjoy it. What they There's ju- no reason why it would have to automatically be terrible. Well, I thought it was like a Mario Party sort of thing. And I'm like, oh, that'd be cute to have Is a Mario Is it just Connect demo-y kind of it's shit? Not. Like, here, it's, throw no, a fireball. No, it's apparently like a really shitty like side-scroller thing. But with what? a shifting camera, so you have no idea where your characters are. Uh... I was just, I was tricked because it has Hammer in it. And Hammer is my favorite character. Really? In is she all doing of the it? Like, no, you're not well, going to find out anything more dolls. about her life and times. Your dolls. Yeah. You know the dolls you can collect in the Fable games? Oh, okay. You basically play well, as those dolls. And there's like um, a... Man, we'll never find out what's what to do. Yeah. I know. We'll never get to know the rest of Hammer's story. Fuck, they don't man. I just hope we'll get to know the rest of Teresa's story. That may never happen either. Well, if we do, it's going to be made up by somebody else. Why did we get tricked into getting invested in Fable? How did that happen? <laughs> One and a half good games in that series. <laughs> man. <laughs> That's the thing, at least Witcher ain't as bad. The Witcher... biggest trick the devil ever played on us <laughs> is getting invested in Fable. Witcher is neither as good or as objectively terrible as Fable, which is kind of like the damning thing you could say about the Witcher. But... God. Yeah, did you know what else happened with you? This well, week? you know, I got the second Hyperion book, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to read this, and I've been reading it on my lunches, but it's not. The first Hyperion book is so, like, distinctive in itself. And its device is so clever, the second book is not as strong. So I'm like, I kind of started reading it, and I kind of just started drifting off. Well, I don't know. I don't really know how this happened. Oh, when we took um, Kelly down to Powell's, yeah. I was looking at their romance novels just because I'm always like, I, I, I can never find romance novels that I actually enjoy. But I oh, yeah, you're talking about this this morning, novels. yeah. Well, so it never occurred to me that there are lesbian romance novels. Like, really. You're writing a gay romance novel. How well, did you ever think about it? It's not that it never occurred to me. It's just that I should say it never occurred to me to seek out to lesbian Are these dykey romance novels, or are they kind of like femi? Like, what, what, what's, what, what'd you find? This like, is actually what's... the conversation my wife and I had this morning, is that it's like um, so much of any sort of niche fiction that is about... I don't want to say 
niche or subculture, but so much of lesbian fiction, in my very brief experience with it, delves into a particular subculture yeah. of lesbian. And I'm like, this. well, the one that my wife and I found that we read aloud to each other this week was great because it's just about two chicks who fall in love. And I'm like, I don't really need to know about where on the butch femme diagram both of these characters fall. Yeah. And like, all this other stuff. I just want a love story. Yeah. This is great. It was about a um, uh, uh, female soldier came back from Iraq having suffered terrible PTSD because she was held hostage in this situation. So she's trying to reconnect with society and she has a service dog. And uh, she, um, her therapist encourages her to try and set roots in this community. She has trouble going outside. So she goes, she's like, well, at least go to the vet for your dog. Yeah. And of course she falls in love with the veterinarian. And it's great. It's ridiculous. I love romance novels because in like... Is it actually good for its own... Like, well, it's, it's it. that sounds goddamn cute It's really balls. cute. That's the thing. My wife and that I really enjoyed it. That doesn't sound sexy. That sounds cute. Well, a good romance novel isn't can have sex in it. Well, it's, it's, it's not necessarily sexy. Yeah. yeah, it's not porn. It's not erotica. It's a romance novel. And sex is the... Is like the... Like, in a good romance novel, sex is part of character development. Yeah. In any good book. It's like a fight scene in The Matrix. <laughs> exactly. It's not gratuitous. And exactly. forwards the plot, yeah. So, no, it was actually, it was really great. And uh, my wife and I had a hell of a time reading it to each other. It's so much fun. And I always, when you you talk about you guys reading books to each other, I just imagine you guys in, in, in various states of just, like, uh, like, like, not being dressed. Kind of, like, vaguely, kind of, like, having sex. But also, like... <laughs> And then Bill the last Eric Lawrence shots. What's that? The last book we read was The Hunger Games. That is yeah. not. You can tell me you weren't like, like you weren't naked, but you had a little Katniss bow on, and you're like, "Hey, what's up?" I like that Peta. you. You took her her weapon and you turned it into. You met bow as in like a little <laughs> ribbon in her hair. You douchebag. Like Pac-Man. <laughs> um, no, but I really enjoyed it. It's called Battle Scars. Tacos. I'm dead serious. It's called Battle, Battle Scars. Scars. And anybody who has a Kindle, I didn't know this. Kindle has a program where you can loan someone a book. What? You can loan someone a book for 14 days. You want to read my Dark Tower book? <laughs> no. I, f- I forgot about reading but it. But as soon as I finished reading this book, I'm like, this book was, I mean, it's a romance How novel. How many people can you lend it to? I don't know. Presumably. If you lend it to me, I'll read it. No. Or at least I'll flip through no. it. No. See, that's the thing. Oh, you want to keep it on the lesbian side. You don't want, you don't no. want to, ma- you no. don't want the male gaze. No. Take it a no, peek. I want to loan it to someone who will actually enjoy it. I actually I really want to loan it to. No, I enjoy everything. I really want. <laughs> okay, that is the biggest lie you have ever uttered in your entire life. Things you don't enjoy, you enjoy pooping on. That's really the truth. No, but um, I'd have to be stone cold a hateful bastard to hate on a lesbian romance. No, novel, see, but say. romance novels, you can't. I want to give it to someone who's not going to enjoy it ironically or, like, grudgingly. I want to tell someone who's going to actually enjoy it. I know, you enjoy it the same it. way you are. Yeah. 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 It's like, because you... Enjoy it the way the author intended, When you not have to like, lather you know. something in, in caveats, it's like, oh, I like this because, and it's a guilty pleasure, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, 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 no. I want to loan someone... So anybody who wants to legitimately read this romance novel, I howdyboyhowdy.org, I'm just saying, maybe we'll get you a loan on. On that topic, uh, you know what I enjoyed this week with, with no caveats? <laughs> Fucking Avengers. Yeah. I saw, well, just like everyone else on the face of the planet, I saw a sneak preview of the Avengers. I guess that's out over, uh, like, in, overseas. America's the last uh, oh, country really? to get it. Huh. So, yeah, if you're overseas, you're probably seeing the Avengers three times already. Do you care about hearing about the Avengers? I like that. I don't want to spoil it. I enjoyed all Are of the... Are you going to see it? Yeah. I enjoyed all of the movies leading up to it. I like, I haven't seen Iron Man 2. I only saw, yeah, no, I only saw Iron Man and I saw half I of loved, Thor. And that I enjoyed it. Captain America. Thor introduced me to Kat Dennings, so I enjoy, I owe Thor a lot for my self-esteem. Man, someone, like, I saw a picture of Kat Dennings, like, this week on the internet and I was like, damn. Yeah. 
She totally like yeah. She's she got, cute. Like, yeah, no, she got she got she, but she got bits. Yeah, she got bits. She improves my self esteem immeasurably. Finding she's her like when you're a guy and you look a lady like that. She's like total impregnation machine. Where you're like, you can have so many of my babies. <laughs> like you can live on a farm and I can get run over by a truck and you could have like 14 of my babies and you wouldn't even care. You just raise them all in sturdy stock. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. No, um, um, uh, I really I enjoy. Ca- See, all of the what I've enjoyed about all these stupid movies is that they've all just been a good time. Like, they're not super hero movies that are trying has, to say anything. Has or... any of the Marvel Avengers uh, branching movies, have any of them actually been objectively terrible? Because, like, I've only... Yeah, like, I've only seen... No. I, I didn't see Captain They've America. They've all been good times. They've had a smart program where they give these directors where the stuff is right up their alley. Yeah. Like, they gave... Yeah, whoever's... Whatever producer is in charge of the, of the Avengers project for the last five years at yeah. Marvel... Uh, seems like they they should Smart. probably get a little bit of a bonus. Seriously, I mean the Avengers. I don't want to oversell the Avengers. It's not like the best movie ever made or anything. Well, like no, that. but Joss Whedon knows how to tell a team story. Yeah, especially if you go to the Avengers expecting any kind of a plot. There's barely any plot in the Avengers movie. Dude, welcome to all the Marvel movies. You don't care about but that. This one, even especially so. It's it's Loki shows up. He's got to get a magic cube so he can like have this alien. Uh, alien army and invade the earth and everyone's just trying to keep him from doing that. To that is fair, the plot of the Avengers. To be I'm fair, not even skipping over anything that like, yeah, no. To be fair, no one goes to these movies for the plots at all. Man. You're better off having the barest framework and then you can have all your character it's, bullshit and your fight scenes on it. I've been kind of uh, bagging on Joss Whedon for a long time now. Not for a long, long time. But uh, Dollhouse was kind of lame. Uh, what's I never watched it, so I can't. The Doctor Horrible stuff that was okay, but it was still oh, kinda... Doctor Horrible was cute as no, fuck. it was cute. I'm just but like, Josh Whedon's been kind of like out in the weeds in terms of like being able to create stuff, not, not by his own fault either, but like, it's so weird because like when Buffy first started, he he had so much promise. And he just kind of acts for whatever reason. You are the only person I know who thinks Dr. Horrible is Joss Whedon not living up to his promise. No, it's fine. But that's just a little mini web series you throw uh, together in like in a weekend or something like that. But that's still remarkable. No, it's not bad. Nobody does that. But like Dollhouse is kind of crummy and Firefly was, you know, failure, you know, not maybe not critically, but like in terms of, you know, what it was supposed to be, you know, what it was supposed to be a long lived TV series was not that. Is Um, that his fault? I'm saying it's his fault, but just like... It's a little bit like I got—I kind of got over the Joss Whedon thing. Now suddenly everyone's going to be on the Joss Whedon thing, and like I feel ashamed for ever having doubted Joss. Whedon. <laughs> well, the trailers and shit for the Avengers look not very good, and to be fair, it's not like the movie's like some kind of like. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a Joss Whedon property. It's going to be about the people and their interactions, and, the and you can't sell that in a. Com- the in a fact commercial. that we have a Joss Whedon motion picture out right now costs like two hundred million dollars. It's a character piece about yeah. the Avengers. Yeah. Is fucking hilarious. It's and it's smart. fucking great. Yeah. yeah. It's smart as hell. Because what I've enjoyed about all these Avengers films is they've been focusing on the fun parts of these characters. Like with um, the Captain America, it focused on, it's just a good old, you know, nonsense. That's what I'm kind of surprised because they, they, they seem to really, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, you're, yeah. Well, it's I'm like because Iron you. Man is all about Robert Downey Jr. being a tool bag, yeah. which is great. And then Thor was about, like, this ridiculous high fantasy bullshit and just owning it 110%. Like, Kenneth Branagh doing Thor was the smartest thing they could have done. Mm -hmm. Because he brought that ridiculous grandeur 
but to Thor. And it was great. I mean, they've been so smart. And I'm Joe really... Johnston, who was, you know, yeah. one of the Star Wars well, guys. Well, having the Rocketeer doing... guy yeah. do Captain America. Yeah. And having John Favreau do Iron Man. This shit is like a, f- it's like a nerd sitting, like two nerds sit in the basement going, you'll be perfect. Josh Sweden doing an Avengers film. And it happens. Well, the, the interesting thing about the the Avengers is, is the one character they kind of had to redo from scratch was the Hulk. Yeah. Uh, because they kind of tossed out, uh, what was it? Who's the Crouching Tiger guy who did the first one? Ang, um, that got rebooted. I liked that one. Well, yeah, it's really sad. The Hulk movies, they've never figured it out. Because it was Ed Norton, and then it, before that it was Ang, 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 Ang Lee. Ang Lee. Uh, Ang Lee and it was Ed Norton, yeah. I, I really, I liked Ang Lee's Hulk movie. I liked what he was going for. But none of those movies existed in the same universe. They, like. whatever they did, the Hulk is the best part of the Avengers. He's Seriously? A, he, you're kidding me. He's he well the, the the important thing about that is he's used super sparingly. Uh, the Hulk only shows up halfway through the film, and even then he's he he's used like a, like a spice on top of the meal. He's not all over the place yeah. every scene, but when he shows up, he fucks shit. Oh, <laughs> well, Mark Ruffalo is is and the Hulk Mark is Ruffalo perfect. as uh, Bruce Banner. That was really interesting because he does this great performance thing. Oh, like I said, I'm not going to spoil any plot stuff, but just uh, um, he does. He kind of makes uh, Bruce Banner kind of like this, kind of like slightly kind of Asperger-y, kind of like, you know, you get the idea yeah. he's a smart scientist guy, but he's super like, whenever anyone's yelling or getting upset, you know, when the other Avengers are kind of fighting with each other, he just yeah. kind of crawls off in the corner and kind of fidgets a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, he's a really nice guy, but it's just, ah, it's it's, it's just it's really interesting because like Edward Norton and, and whoever the hell, who played the Hulk in the Ang Lee movie? Don't tell me, don't no, tell me. No, it was, uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, Australian guy. Played bad guy in the Star Trek film. Oh, God, I know, I, I, he was, like, he was competing in Australia, now he's an actor. Um, he was in Troy. He's got the face. <laughs> that guy. I know all the things you're talking about. I saw this Eric film, Bana. I really liked. Eric, Eric Bana. Bana. oh, man. And Eric he was Bana. a nice guy. It's not like he was a bad guy. Eric Bana keeps getting in these projects where I really like him and no one gives yeah. a shit about him. Because he was so good in Troy. He and Sean Bean were the best parts of Troy. And oh, I forgot Sean Bean was that. such a pile of shit. And, like, he was so great in Hannah. Yeah. And he, I really oh, liked him. Yeah. Exactly. He's so good. But he's such a good actor. Well, it's you, so you forget about Mark Ruffalo. It's just a little extra. Just yeah. something. In well, his, Mark Ruffalo is a different kind of dude. His chemistry with Robert Downey Jr. where they're both kind of nerding out about science and stuff. It's just like, man, it, like that's I would pay a movie to see about it's that, like that Joss Hulk. Whedon knows his shit. Yeah. Well, and... good because Mark Ruffalo, did you see? He signed on for six more films. Which means Hulk probably show up in a couple of the yeah. more spinoffs and stuff, but I'm sure the next movie they put into production will be the Hulk. Incredible Hulk. I'm sure... I'm... Okay, Bill, here's your next question. Next week, you're going to hear the press release that they're, 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 they're currently, like, they just got, like, Robert Orkey and Robert Kurtzman to write the Hulk I was going to say, what something. director would you have make the Hulk movie? <sighs> David Fincher. He already did Fight Club. That's you know, kind of a Hulk movie. He gets he gets body horror and he does uh, yeah, get hyper violence. Like, that's a good question, actually. Because you need to get somebody who can get the duality right yeah. and who, who can who can visually portray. Well, that. you have to have, find an interesting story to tell with the Hulk. That's the tricky. Part. I think that's the tricky. Even apart from the creative team, you have to figure out. Like I, I don't know anything about the Hulk comics, so I know there's like lots of stories where the Hulk goes off to like alien worlds the Hulk and becomes not... king of an alien world yeah. and stuff. That would actually be kind of cool. If they actually went for the crazy like. 
fantasy aspect of the yeah. Hulk being like a stranger in a strange land, rather than just Bruce Banner kind of being basically I, a John Carter Mars sort of thing. Yeah, that'd yeah. be actually kind of cool, rather than just like Bruce Banner going, "I don't want you to make me mad because yeah. I'm," which that's not bad. Like Marco Ruffalo can do that, but like they need to put a Hulk in an interesting situation rather than just like, yeah. "I don't want to hurt people," yeah. and then he hurts people, and then he's yeah. like, "I'm so sad about it, I hurt people." No, you just want to see Hulk fuck shit up on an alien planet where yeah. like. Every, everything is against him. Yeah. Yes, two hours of him just destroying everything and then remember... becoming king at the end. Like a Conan movie. Yeah. Except Hulk. Hulk. Like Hulk would be fantastic. Man, I, I haven't read many Hulk comics, but I when I was I really love Ultimate Spider-Man. So when Ultimate first launched, I read all the other Ultimate books. I, I drank that Kool-Aid. And there was one Ultimate Hulk versus Wolverine that I think was written by Damon Lindoff. Okay. And it wasn't very good. But there was one sequence. So the Ultimate Universe, everything is like the Marvel, Marvel Universe, but different. You yeah. know? So how the Hulk was different is that he's hypersexualized. What? Hulk talks out because he's horny. This is not a good character development. So he's like kidding. a super racist or rapist rather than a super fighter? Well, in this book, he has crawled off to the Himalayas <laughs> and he keeps kidnapping women. And there's what? this scene where you like where Wolverine comes in on the Hulk and he's sitting on this throne with naked women draped all over him. It's just kind of a terrible, terrible subtext. If that but, was on an alien planet where like well, see, it was very Conan. I could see where they're that. going for that, but that's yeah. not that's it was the wrong weird to do it. Yeah, that's but human women being raped by the Hulk in the Himalayas. Yeah, it's not a good time. But and... the the fight scene featured a bit where the Hulk is fighting Wolverine, and so he just rips Wolverine in half, and he throws him in two different directions. And so there's this whole sequence where, and it was pretty metal. I gotta admit, I can remember this. How many years later, I can't remember <laughs> anything else. And there's a sequence where the Wolverine has to crawl towards his legs so he can heal. Yeah, it's just so ridiculous metal. I'm just like, all right, <laughs> that, sure. that whole comic sounds was worth an excuse it just for that, that like, punchline of a it fight scene. It was an scene. excuse for that. Man, it, the Hulk does something almost slightly kind of similar in the... I'm not even sure. I will watch The Avengers. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'll go see it. If you want to go... Man, I want to go see The Avengers again. <laughs> like I said, I want to oversell. It's not like, you know, it's not a masterpiece. Yeah. It's maybe not be the finest superhero movie ever made, but it's definitely the most fun superhero movie just I've ever seen. Just deserves a break, so God bless him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's hard to say that someone who's had a chance at four TV shows. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's Josh Whedon's had kind of a weird history where he's been successful, but yeah. at the same time, not very. I really want to see his Much Ado About Nothing. And yeah, Much Ado About Nothing is going to be interesting. Yeah. And I'm just curious to see what what the shape of his career is going to be after this because he's going to be famous for writing a, like a character piece, superhero yeah. thing. And then, well, the, the, I mean, that's the best part of the, about about the Avengers is uh, from a uh, Josh Whedon fan point. Uh, a point of view. Yeah, it's him writing old school Buffy again. Except yeah. inst- it's it's about about a bunch of magical super powered people fighting you know forces from another dimension trying to invade the earth. Essentially, like the end of the movie is essentially them fighting a Hellmouth. Essentially. Oh, I wanted to ask actually, since Joss is known for his treatment of female characters, how is a uh, Hot Pants? What's her name? Hot Pants. She's almost you know she's practically almost the main character because she's the Seriously? one person you kind of follow. She's not just the eye candy. Wow. She's kind of the first character you meet in well, the film. Well, it's Joss. That makes sense. And she's the kind of like the human thread between all these fucking crazy characters. Which is interesting. That's almost like a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen approach to it. It's very Buffy though. Like her first scene is like he. It's like it's like he just said you know what if I were still writing Buffy right now what I what, what would I be doing? Well, good. And uh, I was really worried because all the at the press stuff has just been like she seems I I don't know was never interested in that character to begin with. Well, been slagging on her for, for well, that for the for the Avengers well, movie. Well, there was that notorious poster that had everyone posed, but she was posed in such a way she was turned into totally a, a um, uh, 
a strong female character pose where like her tits were out and her butt was exposed and someone did a great caricature of it where it's all reversed where she's actually in a fighting pose and everybody else has their butts turned oh, i saw that it's amazing no but she's not super sexualized in the movie there's um she's kind of got a relationship with hawkeye going on a little bit yeah and they do this interesting thing where they kind of like knock hawkeye out of the out of the plot for a while yeah just in the name of kind of like because they have so many characters just yeah. this movie that's another thing with the movie. J- Joss Whedon does some very interesting things with how he juggles characters by sometimes he'll have characters suddenly kind of like disappear so he can focus on these characters over here and stuff sure. like that. And just to keep everything in play and kind of like give everyone their due, it's just really... I, want, I, I really want to see what the writing process of that screenplay was like. Yeah. Trying to juggle all these different characters. Granted, Joss Whedon knows what he's doing. I was like say, I that's said, Joss Whedon's secret that's sauce. That's Buffy. Yeah. Right that, I mean, he's, he's, he's playing on, on, on the home court advantage right there. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, just the tone of the movie... Yeah, it feels like a Buffy thing where, like, you know, like early seasons of Buffy, back when the show was just about, like, superpowers and super hero. No, not that Buffy was superhero, but you know, everyone had their own magic skill set except for like Xander. But like, and they were just fighting good. Uh, uh, it was a big, you know big battle between the forces of good and evil before Buffy started getting super melancholy towards the later seasons. And you know how Firefly is about a bunch of poor people at the fringe of space being chased, and they're always on the defensive. Where it's like, yeah, early Buffy was more just like, yeah, <laughs> it's more like that. And kind of like, well, it's a little peppier. And just so it's good fun. time escapism as opposed to like looking at the reality of that sort of situation. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm sure with a sequel will be him pulling out the like, now Iron Man, he doesn't know why he fights. You know, it's going to be like later seasons of Buffy where Buffy's like, I was once in heaven. Now I'm in hell. You know, that kind of thing. I'm not really looking forward to that. Here I'm already <laughs> slagging on Joss Jesus Whedon. Christ, just something Bill. he hasn't hey, even started writing let's yet. move on to good things. How did you enjoy oh. this week's Legend of Korra? What'd you think? It was great. Yeah. I fucking love Legend of Korra. I don't want to focus Korra. on the flashback, but. It was great. I When I saw Tidy Toff, or um, older, older Toff. Yeah, she's Metal Bender, like yeah. police chief Toff. Yeah. Oh, man. And, and what's her name came back? Mei Fong? Is that her name? Oh, uh, yeah. She's yeah, Lin Bei Fong. Yeah. Lin Bei Fong. That's it. Just for two seconds. Oh, man. I love that character, though. I don't care. I'm going to fanfic all the fanfic for her. Oh, man. I saw, like, was it Brian Kanetsko on the the, the 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 guys in charge of the show? He posted photos of... Oh, yeah. Of the woman that they based her character on. Yeah, she's got that haircut on. and everything. I was like, oh, that's super it's cute. great. And I keep on, you know what? I keep on forgetting that these characters are largely supposed to be Asian. And then I realized with the character design of Lin Bei Fong, how she... Like, she, I, she, I read her as white because that's what I, I always assume they're Caucasian. But it's just kind of clever oh, how they still managed to kind of, like, kind of gave her, like, a basic kind of, like, Asian cheekbones and stuff like that. It was very kind of interesting, just from my character design point of view. But yeah, so, yeah, no, there's a flashback where you get to see the, uh, the old Aang gang. And an yeah. Older set, except you don't see Katara, which is interesting. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I'm assuming, well, the, 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 the big thing about this is kind of an implication that there's, there's a story here with the old Aang gang. Yeah. That's we're going to have to end up finding out more about. Because it, yeah. it's weird that they suddenly drop this thing about how 42 years ago uh, well, Aang fought this Yukon guy. Yeah. And to just drop a little flashback to that. and then, like, Well, Dante Bosco has said that he has had to do some voice work for Korra yeah. that somehow relates to he Zuko. Said, yeah, so, so he may be just playing Zuko again or something like that. I mean, he can still show up in the modern day. He doesn't necessarily have to good. show up in the flashback, too. But uh, it's... Uh, Legend of Korra is so good. It looks like we're actually going to see like more of the... Like, linking material from the original series to the to, to the it's delicious the like candy yeah man old Sokka yeah he's got a little bit of a beard yeah yeah I was like oh man and it's interesting too to see those characters read like because with the Legend of Korra that like they're they got a little bit of more of a realistic design in terms yeah. of all the characters and everything like yeah. that it's kind of funny to see not only older versions of the characters but like the characters 
now just a little more like realistic. Yeah. Like o- older Sokka doesn't just like old Sokka, but it looks more like realistic Sokka. Yeah. And that's kind of interesting. Yeah, Katara's not there, and I'm sure they'll explain why. Maybe Katara's back home, like with little ten year old Tenzin. And, and that's I why just... she's not in the fight. And then Aang looks pissed off. Yeah. Like, oh man. He's angry Abe Lincoln beard. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. It's cute. <laughs> and... I love Legend Korra so much. I love the animation in it so much. And I love Korra. Korra's a nice character. Yeah, that was a creepy psychological episode, too. Yeah. Her, her she dealing was having with to being... struggle with fear. Like, yeah. real fear. Again, pretty deep stuff for a kid's cartoon. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I enjoyed it. I yeah. I love the fact that like the idea of your bending being taken away is like scarier than death. But like yeah. they they sell that well. Well, it's 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 it, they really. I mean, it's her identity. Yeah, it's taking away. Well, who especially because well, that well that's she's kind of the a, avatar. Yeah, you know. But even with her, like she's known she was an avatar since she was a kid. Yeah. This is actually some of the stuff I wanted to get into last week when I was freaking out because I saw this episode before yeah. we even recorded last week's episode. And I was like, oh, man. But the fact that, like, she grew up knowing she was the Avatar. Yeah. And so even from birth, she's always, her identity has been the fact that she's the Avatar. Yeah. She bends. You take that away, even more than Aang. If you, like, if Aang loses, loses his bending, at least he's still Aang. You just can't bend. Yeah. yeah if, if Korra loses that bending, then she'll have to re- redefine herself. It's One thing some I fucking really, Nietzsche shit. What I really enjoy about um, Legend of Korra is that since Avatar was, was more of a sprawling series, though they ultimately had a narrative, yeah. whereas this was originally pitched as a miniseries, so it's a lot tighter. There aren't a lot of, I don't want to call them filler episodes, but there aren't a lot of, there's no fluff. It's all just meat. So far, there's only been like five or six episodes. Oh, what did you think? What did you think about the introduction of uh, love interest for Oh, what's her name? Wasabi? That's hilarious. She's got to turn out to be a bad guy. Something's got to happen there. I don't know, man. She's a non-bender... Well, it's nice to have a non-bender perspective. People have pointed out that she's got green eyes. (laughs) Therefore, uh, but no, there's this whole thing about how people are wondering if maybe she's a like adopted Fire Nation. Hmm. No, ado- was it Earth Nation adopted by Fire Nation parents or something like that? Somebody, somebody had some weird breakdown where how uh, her character may be a uh, kind of a version of like uh, a, a Chinese citizen being raised by the Japanese or, huh. or vice versa. Interesting. And there might be some kind of like, I can't, I can't remember what the justification for that is. Oh well, man, like, I didn't know this. I just Googled, all I can remember is their surname is Sato and that's the, the Sato mobile. Yeah. And uh, apparently there's actually a race car driver, a Japanese race car driver named Takuma. And I apologize now for my terrible mispronunciation. Takuma Sato. It actually was, um, he's like one of the most preeminent Japanese race car drivers. Oh yeah. Well, that's interesting too, because, uh, uh, Asami, these like it's obvious that the Asami and her dad are Japanese, mm-hmm. and like uh, it's been pointed out, there hasn't been a lot of explicitly Japanese characters. Did you notice that her dad world? is voiced by Daniel J. Kim? Yeah, and, his, so and his character's first name is uh, Hiroshi, not unlike Hiroshi Yamauchi, the founder of Nintendo. Aww. So. Just throwing that Nerded out there. Out on auxiliary things. Yeah, but like I love the fact that she's rich and she got like her dad on the scorch car and she's so nice and see ma- she's a Deus Ex Mac and I don't object to. Yeah, I and like Ma- her. Mako cleaned up nicely. That was very cute. I lo- oh man, I love the show. I love the scorch Mako and and Asami just kind of like ingratiated themselves to each other so quickly that you yeah. know that something's oh, gonna go, go down terribly wrong. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. She's going to get turned into a turtle, and they're going to have to keep her from getting stepped on or yeah. something like that. But man, and the fucking, uh, Amon fucks up, Korra, like, even aside from the flashback show, but they, they she gets trapped at Aang's little temple. Yeah. Oh, man, that was an intense fight scene. Yeah, she gets her arms leashed. Well, she's and, like, like she's, I will fuck with I love you, that but she's not still... today. Yeah! That was amazing! Uh, oh, this, this is the other so thing. Good. Like, uh, people are suspecting that, um, that flashback may actually be, uh, Aang's first, or, uh, 
get uh, a course first contact with uh, Aang in the spirit world. Yeah. Because the first time uh, Aang ever got in touch with Avatar Roku, yeah. the Avatar before him was when he was at a similar Avatar temple this at the very true. beginning of the series, and he got a little bit, just a little bit of a quick flashback. This but that is true. turned out to be his first. Yeah, Contact. so. Man, I love Avatar so much. <laughs> and there's all so the political much. stuff with the evil, uh, like, waterbender politicians. Oh, yeah, like, all the machinations. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, because they're kind of gearing toward... What I, what I enjoy about this is they're always... They're kind of exploring a bent, and I know I'm going to sound ridiculous, but I always wish they explored more in Harry Potter, which is the innate <laughs> conflict. We are having a podcast, aren't we? <laughs> so I wish they explored this more in Harry Potter, but... Uh. Well, no, but the innate conflict between magic and non-magic, you yeah. know? And it's interesting that that seems to be what Legend of Korra is ultimately about, is about that conflict, you Man, know? Korra, is she cleaned up nicely, too? See, it's like her tits got bigger as soon as she got oh, uh, put on that party dress. I'm just saying. She had a little, uh, a little uh, dinner bowl on her head. It's kind of weird. Oh, Phil. She had big boobies, though. I'm saying one thing. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing. It's my favorite line from Saints Row is, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, the best part. You know what the secret best part of the Avengers is? What? Um, <laughs> Actress named Colby Smulders. I don't know who she is. I guess she's on the How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. She was, I guess she was. Wasn't uh, she the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. lady? Yeah, she was, I guess, originally Joss Whedon's original choice to play Wonder Woman if his Wonder Woman script had ever gotten produced. And so it seems like he went out of his way to write a tiny little role for her Mm -hmm. in the Avengers movie. Uh, She's... Season. Well, it's interesting because if they take because uh, the uh, the this whole the all these movies have kind of riffed lightly on the Ultimate Universe because you know large Samuel Jackson Does she is have a character? Cage. Is there a character like she that? She becomes the... head of Shield when when um uh uh Sergeant. Oh, she's a pretty existing Nick character. Fury. Yeah. Oh, cause... did I call him Nick Cave? I think I did. Nick... But Nick Nick <laughs> That's Fury. A whole it is. Hey, Nick Fury. I, I want you all to fly fight with me. I think it happened in Ultimate Avengers, so I never saw it. But um, uh, yeah, Nick Fury is not in the Ultimate Universe right I'm now. I'm just saying that lady's a little. Yeah. yeah what's up? How you doing? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Hi. You'd like to smother her, Colby? <laughs> <laughs> with my uh, uh, with my uh, American Ranch dressing. That's yes. right, Bill. Um, oh god. But yeah, she's not that she, she's not a huge character either. But still. Um. Yeah. No. Yeah. Nick Fury is Giles. It is yeah. Giles as played by Samuel. Okay, Jackson. then it really is riffing off the Ultimate Universe because that's pretty much the role that Nick Fury plays in in, in Spider Man's life. Yeah, you'll Which see. It's actually movie. really great. I will. Um, what else happened? Legend of Korra. Did you watch uh, Game of Thrones this week? Yes. I can't remember what happened. Oh, it's the Ghost of Harrenhal episode where it starts off. Man, Harrenhal. Jaken, Jaken. I can't remember what else happened. This. Oh. Zarazox's Zahn's got like a magic crypt now or some yeah. shit like that, which well, wasn't in the books. He does not have a magic vault. He does. I thought he had something. Man, all, I read all of the Game of Thrones like in such a blur that none of the books are connected to me. Yeah. So as soon as Hall shows up and you're like, oh shit. Man, the stuff you know? with Jon Snow uh, on the fist of the uh, first yeah. men, that's beautiful. Where they, That's the first episode you can really tell they filmed in Iceland and yeah. it's like, oh, so pretty. It's gorgeous. So far, And man, those poor son of a bitch actors, because they are obviously on the top of a glacier and yeah. not having fun. No. And, but it looks so realistic. It's method acting. Yeah, that is some Empire Strikes Back bullshit where you got the actors actually out a thousand miles from any kind of like, you know, civilization. Yep. Um, it's all good shit. I'm enjoying yeah, it. It's it just ridiculous. Now, crap. Was, like, this shows you how busy I was this week. I never actually got around to watching Mad Men. So I have no Mad Men report for this week. I'm so sad I don't have to tune out for an hour long when you talk about Mad Men. What? You know, I'm sure, I'm sure someone got molested or. <laughs> But fucked while they were drunk or something on, oh, on Mad. I'm sure something terrible happened this week. I'll I'll catch it this weekend. 
Well, that really was the Geek Week in Review. Did but you want to we... borrow uh, Star Wars Connect Adventures, which came with my Xbox, and I'll never Why, yes, out? I will mine it for Chivos. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. So we talked about Elder, Elder Scrolls. Oh, you typed in Saints Row standalone for 30. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Uh, so I guess none of us are going to PAX this year. Nope. Well, I already decided I wasn't going to go. Oh, I meant to but... ask you about that. And yeah, just day before. Oh, uh, no. Yesterday it was announced that three-day passes for PAX are all sold out. You can go. Man. You can still buy three individual passes for each day. But uh, people were suspecting that maybe, like, maybe scalpers had something to do with that. I saw the PAX official Twitter feed was like, we don't think it's... Uh, scalpers. Yeah. But, like, even they sound, they're like... Even they're skeptical. Yeah, they were just like, we don't know what happened, but we're out. Yeah, it didn't take, it, it, like, it took like a week or two last year, didn't it? No, last year I think they still, it was well until summer they still had three days. It was yeah. not, it, this, this is Comic-Con level of yeah. passes getting snatched up and just like, just yeah. like that quickly. Because usually like, yeah, no, 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 it's, 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 so, something weird happened this year with PAX Prime in the ticket situation. And it seems it seems like it caught most people off guard because almost everybody on my Twitter feed is like, "Well, I guess I'm not going this year," hmm. which I was on the fence. I was kind of debating about it, and then, yeah, I'll go next year when there's new new consoles to see at PAX yeah. and stuff like that. But, like the the only thing I would want to see at PAX game wise would be Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, but the real reason you go to PAX is for socializing and stuff anyway. But still, yeah, so that that sucks. But Hakuna Matata. That's right. Hakuna what a wonderful Matata. phrase. Man, we gotta get back to watching Disney movies. I wanna uh, watch some Jennifer Hale. Did we talk about Jennifer Hale? No, we you talked about, about before we started practicing. Rob Paulson, the guy who voices Yakko. <laughs> I like that's all he's done to you. What he's else? done a preeminent I've only voice seen three actor episodes of uh, Animaniacs. Like, here, oh, gonna... he did Leonardo in the old Ninja Turtles cartoon. Yep. Um, Rob Paulson. We we've mentioned his podcast before. He has a Talking Tunes podcast. Yeah. It's called Talking Tunes, uh, where he talks to voice actors. From uh, cartoons, he has voiced more than three hundred seventy-five things, Bill. Fuck Bill, yeah. you know, oh my god, are they making a biker mice from Mars again? Another TV show? What? I'm sorry, now I'm distracted. Uh, pr- produced by J.J. Abrams. Um, no, the reason I bring this up is uh, uh they're he... making a twelve million dollar movie. Where are you reading this at? Is this on, on, his on website? IMDb? No, I looked him up on IMDb. Twelve million. And his first thing is a, it's an animated movie. Which actually isn't much for an anime movie. Anyway, Rob Paulson talked to Jennifer Hale for an hour and a half. It was very cute. Jennifer Hale loves horses and dogs. It's very awesome. Uh, it's really weird to hear Jennifer Hale sound like anybody but Commander Shepard now. She does... I didn't realize Jennifer Hale's the voice of Cinderella and... What are other Disney princesses? <laughs> Cinderella. Cinderella. Sleeping Beauty. That's the other yeah. one. That's weird to hear Jennifer Hale go from like... Hello, I'm Commander Shepard too. Oh no, let's smoke pot. But I'm magic. Yeah, it actually freaks me out to see voice actors. She's also Canadian, so she's like kind of hot. Kate Beaton, voice actor lady. <laughs> oh, I wanted to tell this story. This is the not to say thing. Kate Beaton's not hot. I'm just saying. If no, Kate I just Beaton like that. Also that Kate a... Beaton sums up all Canadianness to you. Well, I think so... I think she's from the Maritimes, which is not. Is that not where Kate Beaton's from? It is. Um, no, I, I, uh, helped this really nice lady at work was visiting from Canada and she was really excited to be in Portland. She was just the cutest lady. Coincidentally, when we went to Powell's, she was there. She was standing in Powell's looking at the Hark a Vagrant book 
And I just went up to her and I said, as a Canadian, you are honor bound to buy this I'm book. I'm surprised you just didn't get it for free. For egg- well, <laughs> I know, right? Like, yeah, just the national. You should just hand it to you when you get over the border. Kate Beaton's ca- uh, comics in Canada should, or should be like a public utility. You just turn on the faucet <laughs> and Kate Beaton comics Pretty come much. Uh, so, yeah, that happened. Um, this will is to interest the people living here in Portland. The Portland's Northwest Film Center is hosting a Studio Ghibli uh, movie festival all month long. Uh, go to w- nwfilm.org uh, slash screenings and you'll find out more information about it. They're showing everything but it looks like every Studio Ghibli movie except for uh, Grave of the Fireflies, huh. which I can understand. Yeah. Grave of Fireflies. Well, it could be. They, they have fresh 35mm print for all of them. So I wonder if they couldn't get... <laughs> Bill just lost it. Um, anyway. it's, it's really weird, though, because like... There's enough Studio Ghibli movies. They're showing, like, three movies every weekend. Yeah. They must have multiple screens, because I saw some screenings are also, like... It'll be, like, My Neighbor Totoro and, like, Nausicaa at the same yeah. time. So I don't know what they're doing, but... What I'm... Uh, oh, I'm really God. pissed, though, because I p- picked it up to the... Because the, the Northwest Film Center has, a like, a little... Um, maybe every three months they release a little, like... Um, magazine or like yeah. a little newspaper you can pick up where you get all the other free newspapers here in portland did not know they just finished like some sort of jewish french film festival and they did a screening of the rabbi's cat which one's the rabbi's cat fucking kill myself the hell is the, the rabbi's, rabbi's cat? cat is the my arguably the best comic i've read in the last 10 years it's what's his name joanne Sfar, and it's about this cat this sounds familiar now. Oh my god it's so good and they made a movie but it's a french anime it's a film. black and white Artsy stuff? No. I mean, it look, his comics are beautiful. And I never got to see the movie because it's like a French cartoon. And they did a goddamn screening of it with subtitles. And I'm What's furious. What's it called? The Jew cat? The Rabbi's Cat. Rabbi's it's my cat. favorite comic in recent history. It really is. Oh, I'm typing Rabbi's Act. What's the... What's so good. What's the movie with... Uh... Whoopi Goldberg as... Sister Act. You're Sister thinking Act. of Sister Act. It's exactly like Sister Act. It's a Whoopi Goldberg is a cat being traced by gangsters <laughs> instead of whatever. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. No, The Rabbi's Cat is my favorite comic. Oh, that is a pretty memory. comic. It is gorgeous. I should not be Googling that right now. Oh, my God. I, I can't recommend it highly enough. It is my, I'm it. not a big Yoann Sfar fan, but that was my favorite comic. Oh, Yoann Sfar. He's the one that Dylan likes, who does the... He did, like, the little the vampire thing. thing. Yeah, he did, like, okay, 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 okay. Um, But, yeah, The Rabbi's Cat is my favorite. Yeah, uh, poor th- uh, the, the Northwest Film Center, they know what they're doing. But, yeah, yeah. I, they, they usually have, like, a f- film. I can't recommend highly enough. If you're a Portlander, you should get on their mailing list or whatever because they do a lot of great um, uh, classes and stuff. And they, the movies they screen are always really good. It's a pretty decent screen. And uh, they tend to have really nice prints. I, they had a North Festival a couple of years ago. I got to see Double Indemnity and the Manchurian, can- Manchurian Candidate, and it was really The fact good that they times. struck uh, fresh 35mm prints for this yep. Miyazaki shit. Well, no, yeah. I shouldn't say Miyazaki, studiably, because some of the shit is Takahata. Um, yeah, Joshin's got a real big boner to go see uh, Omihiri Poroporo, which is, uh, I forget what the English name of it is. It is the one Miyazaki or uh, Studio Ghibli movie that no one cares about because yeah. there's absolutely no fantasy. It's just about a middle-aged woman, yeah, going out to a farm and hanging yeah. out at a farm. She's not middle-aged; she's like thirty-five. Yeah, but that's not exactly the sexiest. Like, that's not gonna keep too many people enwrapped. Like, oh my god, what's gonna happen next? She gonna she gonna pick up that onion? <laughs> she gonna put that onion in a basket? Oh yeah. Um, but th- that's a very cute movie too. But yeah, it's everything. It's like the cat returns and. All this stuff. Except for it's Grave great. of the Fireflies. They should be. Why are they not doing the Grave of the Fireflies Totoro double feature? 
Like they did when those Mewtwo movies were back. Because released back no in the one day. would go see it. I would. Yeah, you. Would. I would buy out the whole theater. I would trade in my Xbox <laughs> just to get the four hundred dollars back, so I could buy out the theater. Uh, it's so cute. You think four hundred dollars could buy out the theater? That's true. Uh, it's me. How much are they gonna charge for a ticket to see fucking old ass cartoons from another country? <laughs> this is ghetto shit. Oh what man. What's going on? According to the New York Post, Hulu Plus is going to require a cable description. The hell happened here? Thus defeating the point of Hulu Plus. I admit, I am a Hulu Plus subscriber. However, I really should just cancel my subscription. I got it just so I could catch up with 30 Rock. Yeah. And uh, I'm just is like... Is there nothing else on there that's Well, I mean, I can watch The Daily Show and The Colbert that's Report. That's nice. I like that. And, uh, I mean, watching being able to watch Parks and Rec and, and, and 30 what Rock. What the hell happened But I paid behind... eight bucks a month. What happened behind the scenes here? Well, think about it. Hulu is kind of in a tenuous position. They always have been. Because remember how much people flipped out when they announced Hulu Plus to begin with? I know. And, I mean, they have the whole Criterion collection on there. You've been trying there. to convince me to sign up for Hulu Plus well, for a long time. Well, not... I mean, it's it's got its value, but I don't know, man. It's just weird. if you weird. got a cable subscription, then you don't need Hulu Plus. Because you got a cable subscription. Well, the whole idea is it's on-demand Hulu content. Hulu Plus is cable for, ho- for hobos. Well, I mean, they're they're in that whole position where it's like they gotta feed, you know, the hand know, that bites them, you know, so to speak. Because like, they're man. they're a conglomerate of like ABC and Hulu Fox Plus is and all pretty that. Much cease to exist in any kind of meaningful it, it way. It may make it moot for me to. Are they still gonna charge on top of requiring a cable? Does it matter? I mean, but no, that's when it's a bridge too you see far. See Justin McElroy flipping out about this, where he's like, "Fuck he you like, guys! I pay hundred twenty three dollars a month for cable. I'm tired of I'm sick and tired of subsidizing you, fucking freeloaders, getting your eight dollars Hulu Plus content." I was thinking about this the other day. It's like it's weird that there are all these prominent forms of media that are just like pricing themselves out of like people's price range. Yeah. I was talking to my wife about this. I'm like, "Well, do you want an NFL? Like, because she's a Giants fan. Like, do you want me to get you an NFL um, subscription on iTunes so you can watch your games? Because you can follow your team. How much is that? Is it's it like, like all the eighty dollars. It's every team. It's every game your team is in up to the playoffs. Oh, just your team. Yeah, eighty bucks. If it was all the games, I could see that. Oh hell no, son! But what, you could go. You games? subscribe to NFL.com well, for like fifty bucks a, a month. Game. Four dollars for a four dollar for a four hour game. That's not too bad. But still, if I and that's arguably one of the cheapest means of doing all this shit, because it's like to get like the NFL subscriber yeah, thing they, on cable. Yeah, yeah, it's like and it's just ridiculous. I mean, they got to make their nut somehow. But dear lord, man. Yeah, people. Yeah, they're pricing themselves out of. I don't see. You know. Yeah. There's there's always a place for niche content, but it's not niche content. It's like I want to watch the Daily Show, and I have to have a cable subscription. Or I can torrent it. This is what cracks me up. It's like, there is a point, I, I will always pay, I would prefer to pay for anything. But if you make it too hard, if you make it impossible for me to pay something, I there's a part of me that's like, fuck it, you're asking me to torrent. Did you see that, uh, did you hear about the HBO series Luck that got fucked up? It was a horse I knew it was about horse racing. racing, and there was like threats of, or like rumors of animal abuse. Well, they had one season, and suppose it was critically acclaimed again, but yeah. no one had really watched it. And they were filming a second season, and a bunch of horses died. Oh, God! Because, like, horses just kept on, you know, because they were filming all these horse races, and the horses yeah. would trip themselves up, and that they'd sure. have to shoot the horses to put them out of their misery. Yeah. Now, you saw like half a dozen different horses that died during the production of these two seasons, and it just got to the point where HBO said, you know, we can't afford to, like, the ASPCA is going to come down our ass. We're just going to have to shut down this show because we can't afford to keep yeah. on killing off a horse every goddamn episode. Uh, so they actually just stopped uh, producing the show altogether. And uh, it's going to cost HBO $35 million. 
I heard that, and I was like, yes. Maybe that'll make you fucking put Game of Thrones on fucking iTunes. I hope that 35... I hope, I hope someone decides to go, you know what, we can make up that $35 million if we just, like, make it so people can pay for Game of Thrones without subscribing to... Oh, bullshit! <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, I can get, I can get like, with HBO, they want they want you to... I mean, that's the reason they why they can to, afford to do all the shit they do. They want you to subscribe it's to cable. I understand shit. that. But, man, you gotta make some this of that shit a little bit a la carte. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the year 2012. I love you... that I can subscribe to Legend of Korra, and I get it the next day. That's yeah. beautiful. And the fact of the matter is, I paid $35 for that season pass. I will put down the money. I paid 37 because the first night, the second, well, in the first, second episode of Legend of Korra came out, like, I knew it was out, but iTunes wouldn't let me download it, and so yeah. I thought I was, like, I went to go download it manually, and it turns out I paid for it again. <laughs> I was being so, I was like being impatient, but. It's so. just ridiculous, man. Let me give you my money. <sighs> man, yeah, seriously. We're living in the digital, digital age where everything's becoming a la carte. You better make that shit a la carte because I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to like pay an exorbitant fee just to get your stupid bullshit channel just so I can watch like four hours of content a week. Yeah. It's just weird, man. Fucking crazy. Although it would be fun to watch like the old Avengers the, 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 from like 10 years ago <laughs> based off the British show. Not the superhero no, Avengers. No, just on no, HBO. No, we cannot talk about the Avengers. <laughs> Did you see that in theaters? That, we that cannot like... talk about it because Emma Peel is my hero. Oh, it wasn't what's her face. It was Uma Goddamn Uma. Thurman and Joseph Goddamn Fine. Uma Thurman dead now? <laughs> she? Oh no, she was in Kill Bill. I should make that. Joke. <laughs> that was also like ten years that ago. Was, that, that, those, that's what you think. Those, those movies are old now. I like that you think that that means. Did you, you still... see the photos from the new Tarantino movie? Yeah, they showed some. Uh, I only saw the one of Leonardo DiCaprio. The stills from Django Unchained, which yeah. is um, Quentin Tarantino's Southern instead of a Western. That's a great idea. I love Tarantino. Which is about we need to do uh, a Tarantino podcast. Uh, someday. It's about um, Jamie Fox is a, um, a either free, newly freed or escaped slave Man, who teams up with Christoph Waltz, who is a bounty hunter, yeah. in order to save his wife, who is still enslaved by evil plantation and owner and this is coming out this Leonardo Christmas. DiCaprio. I can't imagine what the end of that movie is going to be like. It's like, <laughs> Man, you don't want to go see that movie with a mixed race audience because, man, someone's going to come out of there just like their head chopped off or just like people punching or sh- shying away from each other because it's going to be really uncomfortable. Bill, I love your like, adorable racism. No, I'm, just saying, I'm not saying like I'm just saying that if there's a mixed race audience, they're going to kill each other. That's what I'm saying, Bill. That's literally what you just if said. If I'm a black person going to see Django Unchained and watching all that shit and I come out of that theater and I see a white person. See, this is the thing. This is why I actually hate you in this moment because I went to go see, uh, um, uh, what was it? Um, Inglorious bastards with a friend of mine yeah who actually fought and he, he was in well, the british special forces he fought um in in uh, israel and so he is very intimate and he feels really he's really strongly pro Movies get people to he blood up is all i'm saying hated inglorious bastards because he said if i go in that movie and i'm vaguely inclined to be anti-semitic i'm gonna leave it being more anti-semitic and I just looked at him and I was like, fuck you. Because fuck you guys who are like, oh, it's inflammatory because it shows blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know what? Anybody walks in that shit racist? What do you expect? <laughs> that the movie is going to make them less racist? It's not necessarily going to make them That's more racist. I'm just saying Django Unchained is unlikely to be a bomb on race relations in this country <laughs> is all I'm saying. 
Uh, whatever. Whatever. Oh, speaking of Inglorious Bastards, so Sniper Elite, this ridiculous sniper oh, game yeah! came out this week. Oh, uh, what was it? The somebody was. Fl- oh, uh, the uh, Anthony from Hey Ash, what your plane was flipping out yeah. about that? Yeah. The is DLC. It is, but it, there's some sort of fluke with Amazon where it didn't ship on time, so we'll get it on <laughs> is Friday. That a Sixty dollar game. Yeah, it is. Wow. Um. Uh. You want the six or fifty bucks I just saved from the Star Wars? <laughs> well, no. The DLC, the day one DLC that I got for pre-ordering it. Yes, Bill. Is is a mission where you get to kill Hitler. Just saying, it makes two different R2D2 sounds. <laughs> and has a golden C3PO control with wires. Oh, Bill. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm glad it makes I you happy. I love that shit. Uh, the first season of Star Trek The Next Generation has been confirmed to debut on Blu ray in July. Uh, it sounds like the second season may come out in September. Annie does not care. Man, of all the shows to watch on Blu ray. Who wants to watch? I mean, they shot all that on video, right? No, they shot on film. The effects and the editing were done on video, which means I have to redo all the effects and editing. <laughs> so they're kind of having to reassemble half the show. Um, and the first season is notoriously terrible. Actually, the first two seasons are notoriously So it's not going to be until next year that good Star Trek The Next Generation Blu-ray comes out on Blu-ray. Um, oh, you know what? Somebody at, uh, I forget who it was. Somebody at Stumptown was uh, asking for another Star Trek podcast. He, he said he loved it so much. But he wanted us to do another Star Trek podcast. Do you want me to Annie. not come next week and you guys can talk about Star no, Trek? No, you're just going to uh, you're no, gonna have to go home no. and read all of Memory Alpha, oh, which is the official Star Trek Wikipedia page. It's only got about 40,000 articles. Bone up. Just watch Deep Space Nine all this week. It's only seven seasons. You can finish it. If you watch a season of Deep Space Nine a day... By next Friday, you'll be all set. Sweetie, I grew up on, on Next Generation, and I enjoyed the little bit of Deep Space Nine I watched, And I, but I will never, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the Bill Mudder in the room who's like, eh, eh, no, eh, I don't want to be that person. Oh, I'm just fucking with you. I, I don't want to be the rain cloud. I know you're never going to be in this I don't want to be the bored I rain cloud. I'm more about it than anything else. <laughs> talk about the Star Trek, though. talk about the next thing. My mouth is full. <laughs> Um, it's about Star Trek too, just to piss you off. Oh, so they, they, there's more information about the Star Trek film. I am interested in the Star Trek films. I enjoyed the first one very much. Um, the, it, the rumors are pretty dang solid that Benedict Cumberbatch, who was confirmed to be a villain in, um, the Star Trek film, will in fact be Khan. And now people get to be mad at you, because supposedly that's a huge spoiler. <laughs> I'm not what be... you wrote, man! Well, you read it! You had a chance to preview it with your one eye before your other eye caught up and read it. <sighs> no, seriously, if Benedict Cumberbatch is playing Khan, you think anyone's gonna walk into that theater and not hear about it? If you're a Star Trek fan... I was gonna say, anyone I think would be gonna, mad at that rumor? You think they're not gonna publicize the fact that he's playing Khan? Like, oh my, I was so surprised that he was playing... A, a Which is so funny, because you can't, like, there is not... You could not find a person with less torso than Benedict Cumberbatch. The fact that he is playing a Sikh. He's playing an Indian guy named Khan Noonien Singh. You got the pastiest scarecrow looking motherfucker in the world. Let's look at Cillian Murphy maybe, to play. Maybe he's... Maybe I can only hope that they're going to redo the character so that it's not his... No, so well, because this, this is set in the same continuity as the old series, but... Well, not the exact same, but but supposedly they're changing the story, so this is... Because Khan originally showed up... You know, there's Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, but Khan originally showed up in the original show. Mm-hmm. But supposedly, instead of just redoing that original show in movie format, they are changing the story. Yeah. So something here happens where it's this technically supposed to be the same character, 
But his first meeting with Kirk and the rest of the crew is obviously going to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of happening. Uh, supposedly there will also be Klingons, and uh, Leonard Nimoy may be back in some official capacity, which everyone was saying that Leonard Nimoy being in the last movie, that was going to be the last time he ever played Spock. It sounds yeah. like he may show up in some way in the new movie. Poor Leonard Nimoy. He just can't quit Spock. What else is he going to do? He's just home photographing. He, all he's got he's to gonna do is... He's going to write more Bilbo Baggins songs. <laughs> or he's going to be developing... Is that? Oh, I forgot it was on. I was trying to turn it off. The sound of a worrying Xbox. I associate but the so sound and toast. of like a, a creature in pain. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, if Leonard Nimoy's not being Spock, and he's also uh, he's probably at home developing photos of naked ladies. <laughs> That's. Did you ever see that he does photo- photography? Oh yeah. And it's all just naked chicks. Oh yeah. I love that. <laughs> and he's just like you know what? I'm an artist. Once you twenty year old like naked ladies come to my is, house. Is it can't be art. Colby Smolders. <laughs> Jennifer Connelly, you come over here. <laughs> we just entered Bill's <laughs> pornographic Rachel photo White. Man, we need, to, we need to, we need to, man, that should be something for Kickstarter, trying to get uh, Rachel White. Oh, God. My Kickstarter, I will go to Rachel White's house. I will have a camera. <laughs> I will take pictures of Rachel White sleeping naked. <laughs> for you. Jen, you crank, you go away. <laughs> She's asleep to give to the Kickstarter backers. God, this is awful. This is so awful. I know if I ever somehow get to meet Rachel Weiss and talk to her about how much I admire her as an actor and all this, I know that someone will be behind me with like an iPod with this cue. Bill Mudge gonna be sitting there trying to figure out how to get Rachel Weiss and and Jennifer Connelly to reenact Jennifer Connelly doing the. the, No, stop it! Stop right now! I'm gonna go to the next point. Avengers? It's, I keep on thinking, like, this is kind of a weird Brothers Bloom sequel. Just because it's Mark Ruffalo, not even anyone else. I was about to say, no one else is in it. <laughs> at least he's, well, no, okay, spoilers for Brothers Bloom. I was going to say, at least he, he, he survives this film. <laughs> um, what else is going um, on? Uh, so, yeah, there's been, so EVE Online is a game I never want to play, but I love reading about. I don't even understand about. what is happening. I just love reading about EVE Online. It's the most fascinating stuff. Whenever I can't sleep, I usually pull up Rock, Paper, Shotgun and just read their EVE Online tag. Yeah. Because so it's Eve always on, amazing. EVE Online is, is an, an MMO online. Yeah. Where it seems to be more about trading and stuff rather than necessarily fighting. So you know how episode one was all about a free trade economy and that's everyone's this... really interested in that? Yeah. That's what that's what EVE Online is. Only everyone is actually But it's got a real economy that actually, yeah. like, it's actually, like, the value of the currency goes up and down depending on how much people trade and what they trade and stuff. It's fucking crazy. It's it's, yeah. it's like a weird little sociological experiment. But well, the big thing form. about EVE Online is they're very much so about community involvement and very much so about community control. Yeah. And so a lot of community members just decided they were going to try and destroy the in-game economy. There's been a couple things like this. There was something like that, like that last year where some guy, he had spent like... Well, there was a con. That's different, though. Because that's one dude playing the long con, and it's a fascinating read. Yeah. Hi, there have been a couple of EVE Online cons. They're all fascinating. But there is a gigantic uh, political kerfuffle going on where these guys, this entire like uh, conglomeration of dudes in EVE Online, I guess are trying to reset the entire EVE Online economy. Yeah. Because they've all hoarded some kind of like natural resource yeah. that if they can destroy the economy, now they'll be the richest people. It's like <laughs> Goldfinger. Goldfinger yeah. is all about... like. Uh, 
it's 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 Goldfinger trying to blow up all the world's gold, so yeah. like the gold standard gets fucked up, and he yeah. suddenly becomes the richest person in the world. Yeah, because I think he's got whatever gold will be left over. That's what's fascinating what about Eve Online. Because if you read Eve Online, it's real. It just ignore the context. It's really easy to see. It's like some realist, like some Wall Street fucker yeah. fucking with everything. Only it's in a video game on it's the like internet. It's World of Warcraft for super smart people. <laughs> for yeah. super villains, really. No, it really is. So that's cool. I can't even begin to explain what's going on, but it's it's that's I love the fact that that game world exists yep jesus christ yeah what's the last fascinating tidbit um finding nemo will be on blu-ray by the end of the year Buh. the end it's good I'm podcast excited. over podcast done well no any pixar stuff on blu-ray is always yeah. worthy because like pixar like any kind of cga animation stuff is always like that's half the reason that's, no no blu-ray player yeah. and finding nemo on blu-ray that'd, yeah, that'd be cool man i did not know that blu-rays were region encoded yeah I'm really, was that? i forgot about velvet? this because um um, no, that's another thing I should buy that. No, that I forgot good? that all PS3 games are not region-coded. So I thought, oh, you, yeah, you I extrapolated. Actual, like, I was like, oh, Blu-rays oh, yeah. aren't region-coded, which is stupid. When I said that out loud, I'm like, no, that's dumb. Yeah. And I bought it off Amazon, so I'm like, surely. That is weird. I, did anyone, did you go to, like, that products page and see if well, it was chatting I looked about it up, it? and there's one one-star review that was like, oh, this didn't work. Okay, but it yeah, was yeah, because yeah. It, And if you look really carefully, it does say it's region B2. And I'm like, oh. I just want to, my. That doesn't help you now. My wife finished a thing, and I think it's a reward, so I got her this terrible show called Lip Service that's about um, lesbians in Scotland. Oh, I just got the title, because it could be about which pair of lips. I get it. Yeah. Oh, I just realized women have three pairs of lips. Oh, my <laughs> God. Three? It's like Cthulhu. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah! Now I got up in Bill World. Oh, God, you must be a terrible leg. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so no, I did not know that they were... Stop it. Stop it right now. Stop it right now. Whatever you're going to think or say, stop (laughs) right now. Anyway, Finding Nemo on Blu-ray. There we go. I'm Make sure you get it for your velvet region. means like that's the velvet is the lips and then. I have no idea. I've never. I've only know of the book. I do not know anything. I've heard about the, the phrase show. before. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. Tipping the velvet is a I think a show based on a book that's about um cross dresser lesbian cross dressers in like Victorian society because there was a whole entertainment. Oh, cross dressers. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you really call it co- cross dressing. This is like a territory where I don't want to use terms incorrectly, but it's as entertainment. Tell everyone how much you love uh, transgendered people. As entertainment, they dress as men. Actually, it was interesting this weekend when I was looking at the lesbian stuff at Powell's because yeah. I, I am totally a naive person. I am a lesbian who knows very little about lesbian subculture and my wife has only ever dated straight girls. That's her thing. <laughs> so I like, I totally entered in, I found like an anthology of butch femme stories. I'm yeah. like, I didn't even know about this existed. I feel like a, a Is that like a fetish within the, uh, the lesbian community? Well, I don't want to say it's a fetish, but it's a subculture because you're oh, like, that's right, it's, they can't just, and they're femmes. That's the straight male in me just assuming if there's something going on, it must be some kind of fetish thing for my value. Yeah, it can't be just, oh, well, see, that's why couples. I've never looked at anything for lesbian stuff online because it's all for men. Yeah, and it's like, oh no, being a lesbian and trying to find any kind of lesbian entertainment, like lesbian entertainment. Oh, it's awful. But like, yeah, oh, lesbian narratives. That's like what I was saying. It's like it's like it's either for men or it's like this deep deep subculture that I'm not what's, necessarily. What's the porno site you liked? The Australian one. That kind of oh, Abby Winters that my wife discovered they for her les- fetish for Australians. Did they love? Did they have uh, lesbian stuff content on there? Well, I mean, it's all girls. There's girls making it's natural out. girls, but like it's not. Well, it's not. You, it's you not showed not me a lesbians. couple lesbian-y stuff, but it wasn't like lesbian. I don't want to talk about this on my podcast that my mom sometimes listens to. Bill, Bill, watch this be the one. Please don't put anything in the notes in our brief conversation of Abby Winters, which, by the way, we stopped looking at because Australian is really severe censorship laws, and they got kicked out of Australia. Mm. And now they're based out of, like, Eastern Europe or something. So it's no longer hairy Australians. Now it's 
Harry Let's be like honest, Lithuanian. I my wife really didn't even watch the video. She just wanted to hear them talking to each other. So <laughs> there we go. My oh, wife and her man. adorable accent finish. I always make fun of her that she loves accents because I don't even Australians have... drive a lot of people crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I have a little bit of one just because uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. I know it's because of and Crocodile the Crocodile Dundee, Bill. Oh, <laughs> There's no Australian women in Crocodile Dundee, That's a good point. If I were you gay, said maybe. accents, Bill. But... You didn't say. It could be a, a, a unigender. I love Walt from uh, Crocodile Dundee, the old man. Not in Crocodile Dundee. I just wanted to fuck his old best friend so much. Yeah, Crocodile Dundee, that's a great show. Is that on Netflix? It's too... Man, if this were HBO 20 years ago, it'd be nothing but Crocodile Dundee all day. I remember, like, back in the like late 80s, it was nothing but Crocodile Dundee all day, every day on HBO. Man, I should get cable again. Oh, that's the other thing with Netflix Instant. They just got Transformers and G.I. Joe, the old Transformers and G.I. Joe cartoons yeah. on Netflix Instant. And they also got Heathcliff, the old 80s oh, Heathcliff man, cartoon. Oh, man, Heathcliff. I had not seen any of those since back in the day. And oh. well, I used to come home from school. And I my... was going to say, it'd be weird to watch Heathcliff not... Like, having an illicit bowl of cereal after a long day at school. You know who did the voice of Heathcliff? Who? I didn't realize it. Mel Blanc. Must have been really? one of the last real, real consistent jo- gigs uh-huh. he had before he died. Yeah. It's really funny, because my instinct was to say, Lorenzo Music, which is no, wrong. I know, because you're... Wrong. But, uh... Yeah, no, that stuff's actually pretty goddamn cute. Transformers and G.I. Joe is still typically terrible. Like, you know, it's it's not like... It's hard kid. to go back to late 80s, early 90s animation. But I'm more conscious of the voice actors now, like Frank Welker doing the voice of, like, Megatron now. Now that I'm it's older, I know more that, about that, how the, that stuff was produced. As we're watching Core, I'm like, it's gotta be Frank Welker, right? And it's not. I don't think... I don't know. I wonder if Frank it's Welker is still guy. active. It's Danny... Danny Trejo? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I really wanted to be Danny Trejo just going, woof. He's not actually a dog, Danny. Danny Trejo is so good as Pop. Wolf. What's his name? Oh, Danny Baker. God. Danny Lee Baker. Is that I his name? D Baker? Is Frank Walker still working? Because Frank Walker, I can't uh, He it. must be because on, on the podcast, the Talking Dudes podcast, uh, Jennifer Hale and Rob Paulson were both talking about how they just finished some work with uh, with Frank Walker. Frank Walker has done 676 titles. That's crazy. Oh my god. Yep, you know he's what? still working. He actually voices Megatron in Transformers, in the new Transformers show. Oh, there's a, there, oh, there's he's a show? He's still voicing Fred on Scooby-Doo. God bless him. That was one of his first jobs. Uh, they talk about, actually, on that podcast, they talk about, yeah, uh, Appa is voiced, uh, all the animals on Avatar are voiced by uh, D. Bradley Baker, who Bradley they, Baker they, they mentioned, I guess he, I guess he is the new Frank Welker, Welker when it So comes yeah, to so animals, people who so. are not voiceover nerds, Frank Welker is pretty much the voice of every cartoon animal from the late 70s through the yeah. late 90s. Although, I guess Frank Welker, he's been the voice of, who's the head of uh, Scooby-Doo? We do. Who's the main guy? Fred. Fred. He's That's been the voice I of Fred just back in the day. Said like oh, sorry, I was thirty seconds. I was reading Dean Bradley Baker's Wikipedia page. That was amazing. No, um, Scooby Doo was the first show he actually worked on. Ironically, he did not do the voice of Scooby Doo at first. Man, you know what? One, okay, we're gonna end uh, Geek Week and review in just a second. <laughs> but uh, you know, thirty fifth anniversary Star Wars in like two or three weeks. Really. We have to do a Star Wars podcast. Star we have to figure out what we're going to do. Because we were talking about having your mom on the podcast. That'd be great. Mike Russell, we, we could have Mike Russell on here, too. Mike Russell and my mom talked about Star Wars. Be a nice person. This convention. is my last Star Wars memory. Was I went Last time I went home to Texas, my mom and like, were like, let's watch a movie. We never watch. We never have a chance to watch, yeah, let's exactly, watch movies. Yeah. I was like, let's watch Star Wars. The first so one? So we fire up the first Star Wars. We still have the VHS. Fell asleep half, like, My mom 10 fell asleep in. 10 minutes into yeah. it. Oh, ma. Thanks for getting off my story there, Bill. Thanks. What? I'm really glad you remember Star Wars memory. is kind of like, you know. <laughs> Don't let, you can't just brush off Star Wars. You just spent $450 on a, <laughs> just so you can do that. I love it so much. 
<laughs> oh, it's got like little coin slots and oh my god. I have to admit, I kind of want it. I have my Modern Warfare Xbox, which yeah. I bought not because my wife and I care about Modern Warfare, but because we're both army brats. Yeah. And we find that vaguely reassuring. No, no, it's actually kind of a cool system. It's a beautiful I'm just like console. this. Man, yeah. That's no, beautiful, though. I look at that. it, though, and it's so white. All I can think of is I'm immediately going to spill coffee out. Oh, this is going to be filled with, like, Cheeto dust and gravy stains <laughs> and, and stuff in a week. So, anyway, yeah, that's the Geek Week review. Uh, we're going to come back uh, in just a minute. We're going to talk about uh, superhero and comic book movies in honor not? of the Avengers. Yeah, why not? And, uh, okay, we'll be back. Boys and girls, your attention, please. Presenting a new exciting radio program featuring the thrilling adventures of an amazing and incredible personality. Faster than an airplane, more powerful than a locomotive, impervious to bullets. Up in the sky, look, it's a giant bird. But it's time to talk about superhero and comic book movies. Yeah. Another topic that Bill decided we are going to talk about. Because yeah. <laughs> he was really excited about the Avengers. The Avengers is good! Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, talking about not just superhero stuff, but comic book movies in general. Yeah. Uh, so that's why we can also talk about, like, Road to Perdition and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um... There's been a lot of good uh, comic book movies yeah, out in the last a, decade. I was going to say, we're I was drawing up the list of the... Well, there's so many terrible comic book and superhero movies out there that it's almost just easier just to talk about the good ones. Even though there's a ton of those ones, but for every good superhero comic book movie mm-hmm. out there, there's like a thousand. Like Even like Watchmen wasn't bad, but it wasn't good either. It wasn't a good movie. It's, it's I appreciated how they were trying to adapt that material, but it yeah. was, just as a movie by itself, it wasn't that good. Well, it's always fascinating because comics are such an easy sell for adaptation because you've got the visual source right there. Yeah, the stories are relatively streamlined. But at the same time, there's a lot of narrative focus you can have in a comic that you can't do in a movie. So they're not necessarily as... There's not as much room for crossover as you might think. You know, I'm kind of surprised there's not more superhero TV shows. It's probably more of an effects budget kind of thing, but just the narratively, how you would tell the story. I think it's just the time that we're in now. The cape was awesome. Because <laughs> we're currently in a time where you could not, you know, you could not pitch a superhero TV show, but you could get, pitch superhero movies. Because with the superhero bubble... I don't know, Spawn bubble, on HBO was pretty awesome, that this... animated... <laughs> Well, but again, when you look at it, when you look at like the early '90s, where there were like five comic book movies and they're all shit, yeah. you know, it's like it's the same thing. We were living in kind of an age where comic book movies are so in the people, you know, it's easier to get them developed, and they're so they're all sorts of different voices. When did the superhero comic, the good, super, the golden age of superhero movies start? Do you think? Man, I didn't do enough research to prepare for that question. I mean, was X Men was that the first big? Was Popeye? <laughs> it's been a golden age for forty years now. <laughs> No, it must be... Well, X-Men 2, specifically. Well, no, no, no. Because the first X-Men 1 wasn't that good. I'm not talking about... Oh, are you talking about when they started being good? What? I thought you meant, like, when they started... When the... the when they started They've being always been makers. making superhero... Wait, well, well... I mean, there's been, like, this... Now it's, like, I guess really the first X-Men... Mode. Well, I'm talking about good. Like, okay, good. Superman made a lot of money, and that was 30 years ago. Well, the X-Men... The superhero movies have been in a thing lately, where any movie... The first one is okay, the second one is really good, and the third one is a turd. Because I should say, really, it's just X Men and Spider Man. So I'm really curious to see what happens with the Dark Knight because the potential for it to fall flat on its face is really there. I don't even think it was really funny. I was looking at your list and I had I actually had the thought, oh yeah, the Dark Knight is a superhero movie. Yeah. Because the parts that Christopher Nolan are interested in, or the in the parts that you come away with, aren't the superhero. It's not drawn from the comic books exactly. Well, no, no, no. It's not even that. It's like Batman is the least interesting part of Chris Knight's Batman movies. Batman is the least interesting part of everything. Batman Returns. Batman's not that interesting. You got Catwoman, 
tits hanging out, drinking milk. You got you got uh, Carla Fratelli's uh, husband. He's a fish eating fish. What is he? I have no idea what you're there's talking snow, about. There's snow. There's Vincent Caravelli with a pipe organ. Have you seen the uh, Batman Returns? <laughs> Clearly, I don't remember it as vividly as you. It's Christmas shit. It's like, man, Batman Returns is just live action nightmare before Christmas. Even the soundtrack is all like Edward Scissorhands, but gone crazy. Oh, um, um, <laughs> man, Batman Returns. <laughs> you can tell we have no focus for this, this idea, this segment. Well, yeah. I was excited about comic book movies because we've had a, a run of good, unpopular, but really good comic book movies. Lately. Unpopular, like, but really. Oh, Scott, well, Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim is very popular, I should say, amongst nerds, and it is a fantastic film. It is a fantastic film. Yeah. And it made zero dollars. Made no money. Made no money. Bradley O'Malley's got to sell his house back. Edgar Wright. I just I want I, I just want Edgar Wright to be able to keep making the movies. What's that Edgar he makes. Wright doing next? He is working on it. Well, he and um, Simon Pegg. I know they're like like they, they're they, writing the yeah. next uh, Ice Cream Trilogy movie. Yeah. But I don't know if I, it was. Well, announced he is Edgar working Wright. on an Ant Man movie well, for Marvel. Was that supposed to be starring Nathan Fillion? In the Ant-Man movie. That's what I heard. That's the rumor I Dude, heard. any any comic book project nerds like Mr. Nathan Fillion's in it, right? I'm shocked that actually Nathan Fillion Na- Nathan Fillion was going to be, um, uh, shit, my joke is already ruined. Mr. Glass? Who's the, who's Scarlett Johansson playing Adventures? That was going to be my joke. <laughs> I can't think of her name, so it kind of ruins my joke. His Russian accent is, is probably true. just it's as convincing as Scarlett hers. Scarlett Johansson hot? I do not think so. Okay, good. Thank God. Because I, I don't think I she's, don't think she's unattractive. But I don't see people getting all like she looks like anyone you'd see at the mall or something. No, see, my thing is that a she did a cover album of Tom Waits, which is just something you shouldn't do. Oh, I forgot about that. What, I would B, love to hear that though. I don't know. Oh, now she's suddenly hot to me. <laughs> um, no, uh, her interest. I would do a cover album of Tom Waits if I looked like Scarlett Johansson and I had the money. The only movie that I even liked her in was in the terrible Curse of the Jade Scorpion movie. What the hell is and even that? She's, what does it say when she's doing her Woody Allen impression? That's why I'm most attracted to her, if any. Yeah. She's like, Ugh. pretty much. Boingin. She's got glasses. You know what's funny? She was in the Ghost World, which is another good uh, comic book adaptation movie. But, you know, that was like 20 yeah. years ago. I've never seen Ghost World. Have you ever read the comic? I tried to. It's not my sort of bag. Ghost World is kind of a terrible comic. It's actually well, kind of an interesting movie, but it's still like, it's terrible people doing boring things. <laughs> it's a, The movie is a great adaptation of the comic. It's really faithful and still kind of a little bit of an interesting film of itself. But yeah, yeah you're not missing any, any vital. It's not my sort of thing, yeah. which is fine. Um, but it's interesting because it was her, in Ghost World, it was her, Scarlett Johansson, as a Thora Birch. Who was the chubby one with the big head? <laughs> it seemed like she was the one with the acting chops that was going to go places. Because Scarlett yeah. Johansson in Ghost World is just like, I hate ice cream. Poop. Where are my socks? And then it turns out, like, here we are, like, 15 years later. Now she's, like, the head. Like, she's almost the main character in this $200 million Avengers movie, which is so fucking weird. Jeremy Renner? Yeah. Yeah, he's the guy. When you can't afford Daniel Craig, you get Jeremy Renner. You are so fixated on Jeremy he's Renner being Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. You're so adorable. He is the fr- he is like the uh, Im- he's the imitation Does, crab meat. Are you Daniel upset Craig. because Jeremy Renner doesn't have as good a butt as Daniel oh, Craig? Oh no! <laughs> I, man, I would eat ice cream out of Daniel Craig's ass. So for those of us just tuning in, Bill is in love with Daniel Craig. I'm just saying, somewhere one of these days, I'm going to trick Rachel Weisz, Jennifer Connelly, and Daniel Craig into a sex pit. <laughs> No, please don't. Please don't title this 
week's podcast, the Dan- Bill's Daniel Craig sex <laughs> Please don't do that. Please. Oh, I think that's going to freak out your mom a little bit much. I'll just say Daniel Craig has an ass. Just, it's, it's okay. It's about you like. I am, I am, I am, I am confident enough in my straight sexuality to say, yeah, Daniel Craig has an ass. Everybody's a little bit Am gay. I wrong? I've never Are noticed you, Daniel Craig's butt. Do you notice butts on guys in general anyway? I am not an ass woman. I like butts on ladies. I don't object to a nice dude butt. But yeah. That's weird that you you can you can appreciate nice asses on ladies but not guys. I don't appreciate tits the fact on that, any. The fact that I just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, that has nothing to do with See, because here's the thing. With, with men, what I, I like about men is how they are different from me. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I struggled with being a lesbian is that I don't... What I do not like myself. And you were very feminine, too, because you got the hips and the tits and the whole... You've been and dealing with your lady body for a long time. I don't... Yeah. What I what always weirds... Oh, man, there's a picture of Colby Smothers. Oh, where'd you find that at? I'm looking at Tumblr. Yeah, is it good? I'm half ready to tune you out. Oh, man. That uniform is badass. Yeah, that's it. That's it's an awesome uniform. No, and she, you know, she, she fills me. it nicely. I that is correct. I was raised enough. an army brat. I am unapologetic uh, in saying if someone has a uniform on, I'm immediately more interested uh, in everything that they're saying. Bill, that's your problem. You're not wearing your Cub Scouts cap right now. Oh, <laughs> so it broke this out. weekend. Oh no! I think it's officially dead. Oh no! Bill has worn this Cub Scouts uniform cap for. Oh, after. somebody at Stumptown asked me about my Cub Scout hat, and they were like, "Oh, where'd you get that from? Like Goodwill? Like, like a little bit like." And I was like, "No, this is my Cub Scout hat." <laughs> like I showed him the name tag where it says Billy Mudge. Like oh, really? in the back. Oh, I didn't know it was your actual Cub Scout oh, cat. Oh, yeah, no, it's... It, I it, had no idea. It is a 25-year-old Cub Scout cat, cat I've had since I was 10, and, uh... Well, Foley accidentally broke the, the, the plastic band on the back because uh-huh. she tried to put it on at PAX, and she yeah. didn't realize the back... The back was kind of oh. weak and she kind of broke it but I super glued it back together sure and it only held for like uh, two Aww. hours at Stumptown this is Portland there has to be someone who could do ball cap repair I'll glue Portland, I'll find Oregon. a way or I'll, I'll rubber band anyway this is nothing to do with superheroes <laughs> um we could just are talk we about... talking about <laughs> we're talking about who's hot and who's not in superhero movies mystery man boy that's full of hotties no mystery man is a really good movie it's got Janine Garofalo Janine Garofalo is great which is, you know, she's, you know, she's not bad no, she was great in that film. She's smart and smart and sexy, is all I'm saying. Um, and man, that's, that's what a great movie. Says. Hank Azaria is so good in oh, that film. Oh, with the forks and the, sp- the silver. I love Hank Azaria. Man, even what's his name? Pirates of the Caribbean is the bad guy. I genuinely can't remember. Doctor Varen von Frankenstein. It's got this. Uh, oh yeah, the Jeffrey it's got, Rush. It's got Talk Soup as the other guy. Oh, and it, is it Tom Waits? Like Tom the cured guy in Mystery Man. Yeah, man, Mystery Man. Man, if you guys have not seen Mystery Man, which I don't think a lot of people have, it's another one of those movies where like, how does this exist? It's very nineties because like yeah. the, like the last thing you hear in the movie uh, the movie is Smash Mouth. Yeah. <sighs> But no, it is Mystery Man is fucking fantastic. <laughs> Supposedly, it doesn't have a hell of a lot to do with the original comic book. Yeah, well, it's like Men in Black in that regard. But yeah, it's still uh, it's, okay, yeah, Men in Black is a comic book yeah. movie too. I it's filled with two that. white guys who shoot people when they see things they shouldn't see. Yep. <laughs> so they changed it just a little bit for uh, <laughs> for uh, the Man, movie. Fuck Men in Black. I hate that shit. Oh, why do you hate Men in Black? I hate Men in Black. It's just kind of. I, mean, I was I was too I mean I can't I was young enough when Men in Black came out I was like this is fun this song is dancing. Somebody pointed out you can gauge uh, Will Smith's uh, interest level in a movie by how many rap songs he has. <laughs> he's, he's recorded for that movie and the fact that he has not recorded any rap songs for Men in Black Three everyone's like oh and he's just coasting on this one. Um, I enjoyed the Men in Black cartoon when it was on. That's good shit. Oh, that's right. Anyway, it was a cartoon. Um, Man, are we just going down the list? Uh, yeah, Rocketeer. 
Rocketeer is good shit. I, I, I've not seen it since then, but like I I've... said, my first, like, vaguely, oh, Girls Are Cute was Jennifer Connelly in that movie. Just saying. I don't know if I can watch it as an adult woman. I've not seen that movie since then at all. I just have the abiding memory of Jennifer Connelly's tits in that white dress. Well, that was the first time I've ever been at the movies. Mm-hmm. Like, back back in the day where I was like, damn, lady was just like, like I had to like, 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 like move my seat a little bit. So I, was like, <laughs> mm, I was not even a sexual doing? being at that point, but even my radar pinged for that one. Yeah. I'm just saying. I, th- I, I like the fact we had, both had our sexual awakenings that summer with Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> You're 10 and I'm like 25. <laughs> Going, oh damn! We both hit that. We have a, like a pedophilia no, no, orgy. No, 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 Stop. Anyway, oh the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah, that's on your list. What? I loved all of them. I like the crappy second one with Vanilla Ice. I only saw the second one. Uh, I the second one. I don't remember as being good. Guy, I haven't seen. Oh, I'm any sure it was terrible. I, I the one that I have seen. That has the ninja rap, doesn't it? I like the ninja third go, one. Ninja go. Oh, is that time? I travel? like. Yeah, that's the time travel one. Just because I thought that aspect of it was so cool. Don't they go back to feudal Japan? They do. See, that sounds interesting. See, that was the thing. I, I had never. I was such an Anglo. I don't want to say Anglophile, but it was very much so European centric in my understanding of history. Uh, that was the first movie I ever saw that talked about feudal Japan at all. Oh, and it was really? really interesting to have the introduction. Oh man, I'm sure a lot of people were like that actually. Yeah. yeah. And it was like the introduction of like the West because there's the Danish. I pre- I can't remember. I presume they're Danish sailors or whatever. Portuguese. Or maybe yeah. English or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. See, I'm not that good of a European history person. <laughs> but anyway, the introduction, it was very much so about the conflict of the West and the East, which is interesting. And yeah, that's all. And I can remember there was a little kid named Yoshi. Because we were going, Yoshi, just like Mario's dinosaur friend. All right. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you were to watch, watch that together, I wouldn't say no. I'm pretty but sure no, it's terrible. The first Teenage Mutant Ninja Tur- Turtles movie, I remember being pretty actually kind of gritty for the time. It wasn't like, yeah. you know, it's no, like, I remember that. It has a goofy pop soundtrack and stuff, but like. I think they swore in that. They I remember that being a I thing. I think Raphael, Raphael flips out. Raphael's my some favorite swearing. character. Oh, actually, one of my favorite parts of that movie, I remember actually really liking it, is when they, um, I, do they go to like a farm to recuperate? Yeah, because the whole Turtles get their asses kicked. I think Michelangelo yeah. almost gets killed, like when the Foot Clan and attacks. Part, I think April O'Neil is like sketching all the turtles, and like yeah. she does this part where she's sketching Leonardo, and he's all boof. And that really, like, is like when I was a kid, I was like, oh man, that's really great. Well, that that movie's cool too because April O'Neil, it, she was kind of weirdly sexualized in the cartoon where yeah. she had like the super tight, skin tight yellow yeah. outfit. I like in the movie, she's just more she's like a lady. Chick. She's a lady. And Casey Jones in that movie was hilarious too. Casey Jones is Casey in... Jones and Raphael the beating the crap out of each other. That I may was... be misremembering, but there's like a not a D plot in Turtles in Time <laughs> where Casey Jones the is game? basically. No, in the... In, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Excuse me. The third Ninja Turtles movie, which I can't remember what it's called. Which is time travel. It sounds yeah, like it should travel. be also be called Turtles. But anyway, yeah. the third... It's like... Are Casey Jones. this? I just realized that. <laughs> okay. Casey Jones is basically house-sitting for the Turtles. <laughs> it's just weird shit. Well, I think they accidentally well, like, They don't want to drag him to uh, Fuel Japan either. It was weird. It was weird. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, no, I really... I remember really liking that movie Yeah, no. I mean, Who I... Who was just... your favorite Ninja Turtle, Bill? <sighs> Do I go stereotypical and say Michelangelo because he's a party guy? Raphael is totally my favorite. Yeah, because he's all rage not. No, it's like genuinely that like right, that... No, no, no. It's, it's Raphael's... That first Ninja Turtles movie is more about Raphael well, because I, I Raphael's the got the story arc. Too. Uh, but I liked, I was liked his archetype. Rage out? Was he all raging in the cartoons? I can't remember. Vaguely. Okay. But I, I, I like the archetype that he was was an archetype I was most interested in. Yeah. But yeah. No, I, I loved... I remember... I, I mean, because I keep forgetting our age <laughs> difference because my sister's first crush yeah. was on Donatello. That was her very first crush in the world, which is adorable. She does not like me reminding her of this fact. What's wrong with that? 
he's a he was he's a, a ninja guy. turtle. Where the only distinguishing is factor is that no, he's Leonardo's a leader. Oh no, that's why Leonardo no, and Raphael Leonardo's are always smart one. He's blue. no Donatello. Donatello is Hermione. He's the smart one. Leonardo is the charismatic leader. If you're gonna break them up in houses, let's do it right now. Donatello is um, uh, Ravenclaw. Uh, Michelangelo is Hufflepuff. Raphael um, Slytherin. Raphael is Slytherin. So. And um, Leonardo is, is Gryffindor. Boom! <laughs> Full circle, motherfucker. Did you see the photo that went out on Reddit this week where people found the real Harry, Ron, and Hermione? That was a beautiful thing, picture. It really was. Yeah. It's like the school photo from like 1991 of these three kids who perfectly. Yeah, it's a redheaded kid with like this poofy hair <laughs> and this like kind of scrawny black-haired kid with glasses and yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, anyway, but yeah, no. Also, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was uh, uh, effects by the Jim Henson shop. The it turtles was actually created, and that I was great. That was cool. Yeah, those. Puppet, really cool. Like those suits were fantastic. I remember watching a behind the scenes thing and it blew my fucking mind. I'm like, but they're but they're alive. I want. I <laughs> should do generally want to watch that movie again sometime soon. That was that was awesome. <laughs> We've talked it up too much officially. Man, I think that might be the movie we talk about more than anything else. With <laughs> anyway, um, Superman two. I've never seen any of the Superman films you're except missing... for the shitty one with uh, <sighs> Brendan Routh. Uh, man, you're not. I, people will kill me for saying this, but you're not missing much. Superman 3 and 4 are terrible, except there's a great scene in Superman 3 where Superman 3 goes crazy, um, because someone... Oh, no! Who's the black guy? Who burned himself? It was crazy. <laughs> Richard Pryor. How did I forget Richard Pryor's name? Richard Pryor's in that movie! Richard Pryor is technically the kind of the villain in Superman 3, and uh, he ends up trying to produce uh, kryptonite to make uh, Superman weak so he can, like... No, so Lex Luthor can fight Superman. Except this, the fake kryptonite he makes, it, it has, like, tar in it, and so it turns into black kryptonite. But it turns out black Aww. kryptonite makes Superman go crazy and beat himself up in a, in a, in a junkyard. <laughs> this is the best part of the movie. <laughs> it's Superman! There's even, like, drunk, pissed-off Superman beating the shit out of good Superman. And it's Wait, is this, there's a, a still this is I've a seen on thing. live of, of Christopher Reeve and Superman in the Superman costume sitting in a bar drinking. Yeah. thing about Superman 3 is there's a part where a lady gets turned into a computer which is horrifying. There's crazy like Richard Pryor builds a supercomputer and the supercomputer becomes sentient and it like shoots out computer tentacles and attacks this lady and kind of like starts like not like I don't know what it does to her but then her eyeballs turn silver and she turns into this crazy she's like, like I am a tinfoil evil robot with metal tits and uh, she blows up. It's kind of horrifying though because oh, she wow. gets turned into a robot it's all kind of yeah. like ugh. Yeah. Ooh. It's body horror in a Superman movie. But yeah, Superman 2 is the is the best because it's Superman versus a bunch of criminals from his home planet, so they all have the same powers as he does. Mm-hmm. So it's like an actual real fight. It's not like Lex Luthor where, you know, Superman shouldn't... There's no reason why Superman shouldn't just punch a hole through Lex Luthor's head. Yeah. But they always find a reason not because Superman's He's supposed to be guy. super nice. Yeah. Superman's actually It's like saying fight. Batman can just shoot everybody with a gun. He could! <laughs> but he's not going to because oh, he's man! Batman. Going back to the Avengers one last time... Uh, like a big part of the Avengers focuses on you know uh, the Norse gods, Thor and Loki. Yeah, and there's actually a great little part where uh, uh, Captain America he does he's like, man, 
they're not gods. There's only one true god, which is interesting. Not, huh. I mean, it's a little you know American uh, jingoistic or whatever. But I like the fact yeah, that like, someone pointed out the fact that like like in this world where like gods exist, like yeah. the Norse gods, like no one ever ever mentions like says anything about like the Christian god. See, that's kind of interesting to me is to explore those sorts of things. And the only reason I even bring that up is uh, uh, in the movie. Uh, Captain America actually does use, like, guns and stuff. Which mm-hmm. you don't see in superhero movies. You never yeah. see super... Unless it's, like, Blade or, like, in a rated R, like, kind of grittier movie. But in, like, a PG... Like, or a PG-13 superhero movie, you never see someone just... Well, you didn't see the Captain America guy's movie. Gun. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, but, like... he's just all about shooting up Bang Bang and... Yeah, you know, it's kind of nice America. to see the Hulk punching people. But, yeah, Captain America pick up a gun to start shooting motherfuckers. Yep. Which I was like, yeah, okay, very it's cool. It's all End of Fable 2 up in there. Or like Fable Captain 2 America. up in there. Yeah, Captain no. Great. Um, I'm so glad that Chris Evans is finally making some money because he's adorable. Who's Chris Evans? Guy who plays Captain America. That wait, what what oh he doesn't wasn't he the fire guy in uh, Fantastic Four? <laughs> yes he, he was. was the only good part of those movies. Yes he was. Oh, even with Ewan Griffin. I know, I feel so bad for poor oh, Ewan Griffin. Oh, God, and it had Jennifer... What's her face? Oh, oh yeah, oh, oh, what her face is Sue Storm. Oh, Christina Alba? What's her name? Jennifer yeah. Alba? <laughs> Jennifer Alba. Man, oh. So Bill and I love Ewan Griffith because he was Horatio Hornblower. You gotta watch that shit again. Sometime. Horatio Hornblower is great, and BBC he's great in it. Think, or AMC. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. It's like E and E. E and E. Thank you. I had a yeah, yeah Horatio really Hornblower TV miniseries. Really Horatio Hornblower show. Man. So good. Ewan Griffith is great. And in that's it. how we first met Ewan Griffith, and then he shows up as a. Ewan Griffith also has an amazing Robin Hood audiobook that makes my toes curl to listen to. It's so good. So good. Is he is is he doing all the I voices? I did elite, yeah, all of them, and he's doing different accents for all of them, different kinds of English That's accents okay. for them. I had it hosted on my server, but I realized by setting up boyhowdy.org, I totally fucked up my domain name, uh, and now you can't access anything on boyhowdy.org except for the podcast. Uh, if you need to take down the website for a day, oh no, it's fine. It's just kind of funny because I haven't really posted anything of interest to the internet since two thousand and seven, yeah. but I've been had this website since nineteen ninety nine, so uh, it's kind of funny. Anyway, so that's you and Griffith. Anyway, you and Griffith, everybody. Um, uh, uh, I've never seen America. Oh, no, I did see American Splendor. It's boring, but it's interesting that like, well, it is. It's about a guy who has cancer, well, works in a library, or whatever, like a patent office or whatever. It's just interesting that a the American Splendor. Uh, it's Harvey P. Carr. Yeah. Uh, he did it. It, it was uh, American Splendor was auto his autobiography, which is about his normal life. I think that was the movie I saw that made me really cognizant of Paul Giamatti. Yeah, exactly. And in the movie, Paul Giamatti played Harvey P. Carr. And it's just about a guy just, like, there's no real bent with it. It's not a superhero movie, but it's a, it's a movie based off a comic. I always like like that in Ghost World, where it's movies based off of comics, which are just kind of like, which actually just turn out to be like, like little art films. Well, that's what I love about Persepolis so much. Oh, you don't forget, but that's another, yeah. Because Persepolis, that's why I wanted to go see the goddamn Rabbi's Cat, because Persepolis was so beautiful, and I think it was the same animation studio. Oh, oh if it's French and everything uh, like that, that's uh, what uh, makes sense, uh, yeah. Uh, Persepolis, uh, I need. I haven't seen Persepolis since it was in theaters, though. Yeah. I, I had, there's a great sequence in um, Persepolis where she just realizes she has to kick her own ass and start her life over, yeah. and she, um, so she's listening to American music, so Eye of the Tiger is her song, and it's great, because this, it's this woman who has a French, kind of a French accent, singing, like, Eye <laughs> yeah, of the Tiger. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. It's... I had that on my iPod for a long time. Man, even just Kid Marjane Satrapi in that movie is fucking. Yeah. Like, that's the same thing with the comic where her as a kid is the best part of that too. Yeah. Uh, v for Vendetta. You've seen that. All I can remember v from V for Vendetta is how good Stephen Fry was in it. Yeah, because he's gay and British, and he's Stephen Fry. <laughs> well, he's British, therefore. Well, I actually kind of, I never never read V for Vendetta, but I actually liked the movie. It was kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. 
Any movie that says go out and fuck things up is, you know, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was also just kind of interesting that, so V for Vendetta is the origin of the Guy Fox mask yeah. that Anonymous that has anonymous taken. anonymous and everything, too. Which yeah. is great, because a lot of these protesters are buying these masks that are licensed <laughs> from Warner Brothers, so to fight the man, they're paying the man, like, four bucks Everyone a pop. Everyone should be making paper mache <laughs> V for Vendetta masks, and then mailing five dollars to What's-His-Face. It's really funny. Alan Moore. Alan Moore. Uh, v for Vendetta also has uh, Natalie Portman dressed like a, like a little Bo Peep school girl. I was gonna say, let's talk about why you really want like be for Vendetta Bill because it, it, it enables your tiny boner for Why does she do that Natalie in the movie? Portman. I can't even remember that. She's being psychologically broken down by what's his name? Isn't she? Does, she, does V make her dress like that? I can't remember. I think so. He's breaking so her down. Because I know he ends up like, well, she gets her head shaved and stuff. Oh, yeah. God, I forgot about I that. Yeah. I don't like V for Vendetta. I don't know. It's, it's not my thing. Well, it's not your kind of. It's all about a girl getting broken. It's not an empowerment. Yeah. It is an empowerment well, movie, but he, the girl ends up going through so much shit to be empowered. I don't want to read someone. She gets destroyed and rebuilt. That's. It's not yeah. even like empowerment as much as transformation. Yeah. And I can see why you're. Yeah. What? The first Iron Man film was pretty great. I'm going on your list. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Casting Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man is the most brilliant yeah. casting move of the last 25 years, hands down. Um, Mike Russell made a good point about this, about how, uh, it must have been interesting to be on the set of The Avengers, because Martin, or, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is known for ad-libbing a lot of his Iron Man stuff. Yeah. And Robert, and, but Joss Whedon is notorious for not letting people fuck with his material. Yeah. Uh, like on Buffy and stuff, everyone would be like, oh, you must have had such, so, so much fun on that set, and everyone's making these wacky pop culture jokes, I'm assuming Joss Whedon just lets you kind of, like, riff on the material while, you know, while you're filming, and they're always like... No. Yeah. You read what Joss writes or Joss will kill you. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering how that went down between Joss and uh, Robert Downey, Robert Downey Jr. Jr. on the on the Avengers set. Because he, Robert Downey Jr., you know, he's, he's perfect Tony Stark mode again. But yeah. I'm kind of curious creatively how that kind of went yeah. down. There must have been some interesting conversations there. Well, yeah, no, the first Iron Man is interesting. Yeah, no, it's... It, that, well, what's, that was... What I like about the Iron Man films is I can't remember anything about them except for the Robert Downey Jr. is charming. Yeah. I even did like What's-Her-Name is... Um, Oh, uh, Pepper Potts? Pepper Potts? Yeah. Yeah. What's her name? Uh, Wooden Finger from, the, uh, not The Incredibles. <laughs> for El Tannenbaum. I can't remember her name! Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah! She was great. No, she was cute. She was cute. Yeah. In the... She does not dress like Bo Peep. <laughs> Therefore, you're not interested. She does not dress like Commander Shepard. I'm so glad you put this on your list, because this is my favorite comic book movie, is Road to Perdition. Road to Perdition is one of my favorite and films. And almost no one knows it's, no one it's knows based it. off well, no a comic book. no one knows it's based on a comic. But, um, it's a good comic, but I think it's actually a better movie. Um, it's got a great score by Thomas Newman. It's um, by what's his name? What's his name? Who the guy did, did Amer- uh, American, uh, Beauty. American Beauty. And who's also thing, doing the new Bond movie? He's doing the new Bond movie, yeah. Oh, that's funny because Daniel Craig's in it. Yeah, because Daniel Craig is a bit part in Road to Perdition. You know what He's Daniel Craig is? Part. He's real uh, Hawkeye. <laughs> He's real Jeremy Renner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Jeremy Renner is fake Daniel Craig. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, Road to you Perdition. You know what? No, you know what Daniel, you know what Jeremy Renner is? Uh, what's Panth- Pantheon and in uh, Golden Compass? I'm just gonna keep. Oh, he's a Damon. Damon. <laughs> he's Daniel Craig's Damon. <laughs> he just takes the form of whatever Daniel Craig's personality is. It just turns out to be another Daniel Craig. That's such a great meta joke. I enjoy that. <laughs> anyway, Road to Perdition is great. It's a beautiful uh, film. It's one of my favorite color palettes in any film. Just it's holistically, just crafted film. Holistically, as a film, it is one of my favorite films from start to finish. And uh, it's, it's just a nice little gangster story. Yeah, we just with, watched with that, actually, not too long yeah. ago. Yeah. Tom Hanks and um, one of my favorite Paul Newman performances, actually. It's uh, it's one of Paul Newman's last performances, too. Yeah. He gave it his all until he just... Until cars killed him. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> 
this is it. <laughs> this is my last roll. Oh my! I was in Butch Cassidy for Christ's sake. Anyway, he just, he just went home and smothered himself in his own um, bed. Uh, so, um, X-Men 2 is really good. X-Men 2 is so good. Even though that was also co-written by Joss Whedon. So yeah. it was only, like, two lines of Joss Whedon's got into the final script. Well, that's how One that's of Joss Whedon's is career. the famous frog thing. Yeah. Where it's like, what happens when you get a frog hit by lightning? Same thing happens to everything else. Brrr. X-Men 2 is a good movie. People rag on that line. I'm just saying they're not there. Did you see uh, X-Men First Class? Yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah. I just want an entire movie of Michael Fassbender being all inglorious. Michael Fassbender being uh, evil was awesome. That yeah. was great casting. Oh, and what's his name is um, uh, Mr. Tumnus. Is, uh, that was about the same. I can't remember his um, real name either. But Mr. Yeah. And I can't remember the characters, but Xavier. Isn't Professor that Katniss Xavier. is also crazy lady? Main character lady yeah, she's, who switches uh, sides and stuff. Yeah, she's, uh, what's her name? Mystique. Yeah. Oh, she Mystique? Isn't she? That's weird they have young Mystique in that movie. Well, you know. Oh, no, yeah. I thought she was... The, wasn't. Oh, no, that's a, the, oh, that's right, because uh, X-Men First Class is all about how Mystique became Magneto's right-hand yep. uh, lady. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, X-Men 2... Man, I forgot, like, X-Men 2 had the whole thing with the... Uh, um, the whole mutant <laughs> thing being gay... This makes sense. I'm going to pull this back in just a second. <laughs> I'm thinking while you're looking at the internet. So this um, just suddenly made for a quiet moment on the podcast. No, but uh, X-Men uh, 2 had that interesting thing where um, the bad guys raid the X-Men compound. Yeah. And Wolverine ends up taking a bunch of the kids to, the par- ki- to, to this one kid's parents' house. And uh, this one kid is forced to come out to his parents as being a mutant. Yeah. And they do, they do the whole gay coming out kind of thing. Like, yeah. I thought that was kind of clever. X-Men 2 was just, I mean, it was just solid. It, it knew what it was. Wolverine pretending to be an art teacher. Hugh Jackman as Wolverine is the second smartest casting move in the history of mankind. That's why X-Men Origins Wolverine was a terrible movie, but a great movie. I've never seen that. Okay, no. here's the thing. This is my caveat for X-Men Origins Wolverine. It is a terrible turd of a That's movie. That's a great title. X-Men Wo- Origins Wolverine. It, yeah. It's the title. It is a terrible turd of a movie. It is crap. But Liv Schreiber is so good! I wish that I could just surgically remove Liv Schreiber from that movie and put him in a better X-Men movie. And it sucks that that movie bombs so hard because that means... Because Liv Schreiber is actually a huge comic book fan. And so when he was cast as um, uh, Fang McGee... Goddamn. Can't remember his name now. Sabretooth. He, like, he did all this research, and he brought all this stuff. And he's great, because Liv Schreiber has these great jowls. Yeah. And he grew sideburns, and it just emphasizes his jowliness. And he is such a good counterpoint to Hugh Jackman. It's just, because he's kind of a big, tall, you know, dude. And there's, you know, scrappy dancer's body Hugh Jackman. And their fight scene was so satisfying. And Liv Schreiber just basically came to every day set with notes. And he's like, I'm not going to say this dialogue. This is what I'm going to say instead. Because this is what... This is what Sabretooth would say. It's so sad because it's like this <laughs> island of Liv Schreiber giving a crap in the rest of this shitstorm. Anyway, that movie made me love Liv Schreiber with all my heart. With all of my heart. I love him forever. What for else that. has Liv Schreiber been in? He's been in a lot of stuff. I he know was him, that, but like, yeah. He was in that crappy Defiance movie with Daniel Craig. There was like the real Inglorious Bastards about the Jewish resistance resistance during oh, the Holocaust. I totally missed out. He was again good in that movie. Oh, what's the Wolverine also shows up for literally two seconds in the X Men First Class movie. And it's a good joke. That's though. yeah, it's a memorable like. It's a good yeah. joke. Um. Anyway, man. no, but um, yeah, man, X Men First Class. I enjoyed X Men First Class. I think my heart has been broken for X Men movies forever, just because X Men Three was so bad. 
so bad. I was kind of worried about the Avengers too because uh, movie studios have a history of whenever they get a hit superhero movie, they kind of rush the the next one into production so quickly. Well, they rush every hit movie into production. I know, but like, like this, this is. I mean, the X Men Three was terrible because X Men Two did so well. They just assumed, well, okay, now that we've got everyone on on the line for. Everyone's bought into two X-Men movies. It doesn't yeah. really ma- matter what we do for the third one. We just need to get it out as fast as possible. And they they, they, they destroyed that franchise for, for all did. intents and purposes. They nuked it from With orbit. one fucking movie. They went from X-Men 2, being one of the greatest superhero movies ever made, made a million dollars, critics loved it, to one film later, that franchise was dead. Yeah. So, yeah. The same thing, well... Uh, you can't say the same thing about Spider-Man, because that Spider-Man, that was... Well, supposedly there was, uh, studio interference, because... Was it... Oh, a studio interference made it so that they had to, for, uh, squeeze in... Who's the bad guy? Lots of villains in Spider-Man 3. Uh, well, the the symbiote guy. Carnage? Oh, Venom. Venom. And supposedly What's-His-Name didn't want to do Venom, and the studio's like, no, you gotta do this. Everyone loves Venom. Spider-Man 2 is so good. Yeah. So good. What happened? Which one? Oh, Spider-Man 2 is with, uh... Dr. Octopus. Yeah, and he is so good as Dr. Octopus, that guy. Yeah. Oh my god, Oh, it's so his good. name? Satipo from Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's right. He was I can't good. remember his actual Alfred name. Alfred Molina. He was he also, amazing. He also played Frida Kahlo's husband. Yes, in that, in that Kahlo movie, yeah. He was also in uh, Coffee and Cigarettes, which is a terrible movie, but he was one of the best parts in it. <laughs> he was so good in that. He was so good. I can't remember, like, the, the, the relationship between Peter Parker and Dr. Octopus in that, that movie was, a, was really interesting. It was really smartly done. It was kind of like a, like a failed mentor relationship. Well, exactly. When you think about it, like, Spider-Man is at its best when, when Spider-Man is not just fighting some guy, when there's an interpersonal conflict there. Yeah. You know, because that's why it's like the whole thing with the Green Goblin is that he has this connection with Norman Osborn through his son, and like with Dr. Octopus, who's a mentor. They're smart because they're riffing on that in, in, in Amazing Spider-Man, mm-hmm. I think is what the title's going to be, because it's... It's going to be the lizard, and the lizard is a teacher of Peter Parker's, yeah. you know. And that, and it, what's nice about, I mean, Spider-Man is terrible that's coming villains. Out soon. Yeah. I'm not, cause I'm excited. It's going to be great. Because here's the thing. I liked the Spider-Man movies. I really liked the second one, but I had to like it kind of in spite of the casting, because yeah. Tobey Maguire was not, he, he was good. But he was, I could Andrew not Garfield get excited about him. Andrew Garfield seems like that'll be a step Andrew up. Andrew Garfield, oh my god, I was so excited. And then what's her name as, as, um, Oh man, I'm really excited about her being Gwen Stacy. It's gonna be great. Oh man, what's her oh, name? Oh, that's right, because they had a redhead that they're made blonde. Well, no, she's actually a blonde. Is she? Yeah. Redhead chick, Emma Stone. She, yeah, Emma Stone is not actually. You think she's cute? Yes, okay. of course. What I have a she? pulse. Do you think she's not cute? No, she's kind of breathy and kind of like I'm surprised she's. Wait, your type. do you really not think she's cute? No, I know. I, I think she's fine. I never thought about her. I mean, I know I don't want to do her. I saw I just her think in she's cute. Land. I think she's cute. She's and I don't. Good... She never made that much of an impact on me. I know she's a big thing of people jerking off to her and stuff. But... Well, see, that's not it for me. I just really, I think she's a fun actress. You don't jerk off to like a good. Not even Daniel Craig. I have a wife. And I also have a, a, an aborted sexuality, my friend. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just animated Robin Hood. Just. That's... Oh God, no. Please don't give me any flashbacks to all the fan art I received. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, uh, Unbreakable is my favorite superhero movie of all time. Yeah. It is one of the be- my are It's in my top five favorite films of all time, man. That movie. That's more of a comic book movie than anything else, even though it's not necessarily about a comic book. No, it's it's fascinating. That it exists. Feels like it feels it is the only movie I've seen that has really told a story of a superhero that felt real. Yeah. And it thought it was so smart to tell it in the context of a world where you know there's superhero comics, so there's like this there's this language for it. 
the shared language for it and it's you know it's ah, such a good movie anybody who's not seen unbreakable it is m night it, it makes all of m night Shyamalan's career worthwhile what happened to that he's not turning that into the trilogy you always said it was gonna be they, no one I will wonder... give him money for it he has the second one written yeah. no one wants to do it you think that'd be the, his comeback project though if you could just convince somebody... he said if if, if, if Avatar did well he was gonna make uncharted or un- unbreakable I, too oh god because I'm Cause sure he 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 planned the Unbreakable books to be a trilogy. Yeah, I wonder how what how big of a budget Unbreakable two and three would have been that like it made more sense to do Avatar rather than just do Unbreakable two. Well, no one wants to do Unbreakable. Mm. It made no money. You this way sequels work. You don't make was a sequel Unbreakable. To that made did no Unbreakable money. bomb? It bombed hard. Oh, I thought it was a success. I know. I didn't think it was like the biggest. It was biggest... a critical success. It was a huge. Oh, I had no idea. Oh, see, huge... oh, see, I thought it really like I know it wasn't like the uh, like a box office like like. Blockbuster, it almost but... killed his career. Oh. Are you kidding? I mean, I might I be thought, misremembering. I thought the Village was his first big bomb. Well, that was like arguably his second bomb. Well, that was the Village was the movie where everyone was pretty much unified in the opinion that this guy had lost a fucking mind. So let's see. It it cost. Oh, actually, no. It made up a lot more. No, okay. See? In the states, it bombed. In the states, it made ninety five million. But the um, French appreciated. Uh, it actually was it, it faced early competition by How the Grinch Stole Christmas what? Jesus. however it set opening weekend box office records in Brazil wow. you know Unbreakable is cool Unbreakable is my favorite I vaguely remember he talked about um, uh, he wanted to do he was maybe going to do it as a comic book which would make sense but it's such a movie like it wouldn't carry the same weight. Yeah. It ha- that's one of those things that has to be a movie in order for it to... Oh, actually, Shyamalan denied rumors he wrote Unbreakable as the first installment of a trilogy. I always thought... Uh, oh, that's what I've been hearing for the better part of the last heard. decade. Clearly, know? we've been listening to bad rumors. No! But yeah, no, it, yeah, the sequels kept getting... He kept pitching it. That was what I'm confusing with. He's been pitching on Unbreakable Oh, pitching, Unbreakable but he didn't too, write it. Oh, okay. But um, uh, he kept... They, they didn't make enough money. Man, and, and then The Dark Knight. What do you think? I really like The Dark Knight, but ultimately, I um, like I, I said, I I, I don't on, think of it as a superhero. I keep on forgetting that Batman Begins exists. <laughs> Pretty much me too, because I mean, not that I I I didn't dislike it. I liked um, Liam Liam Neeson was great, and uh, you know it was good. And I mean, Michael Caine being that character is always great. <laughs> but um, yeah, The Dark Knight was such a good. That's more of a movie that just happens to be about a, such a comic book character, movie. but it's just by itself is... It's so nice to see a superhero movie that just balls out a good movie. You don't have to say it is a good superhero movie. It's it gets, a good movie. I still think it's a little weird that they try to pack in the whole stuff with like the whole arc. It almost seems like the Two-Face arc could have been the, 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 the movie I, after that. I disagree. I can see why it's in the same movie. I'm not saying that they should have done that. But I could see you could have made a, 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 a sleeker, slimmer, smaller film... If you'd actually like just had the like Two Face get created at the I end of this movie, I don't think it was bloated, and then just kept that for the next one. I don't know. I don't think it was bloated because like at there's all. all the Joker stuff, and the Joker stuff kind of stops happening, and then suddenly turns into a Two Face movie. Well, that's for because the, last third the Joker of it. ultimately. I mean, that's a huge. Well, like, no, it, it ties back turns, into Joker stuff. I know. He, the, the whole point of the Joker is he's this chaotic figure, and Burr. he turns this icon of everything that is good at, about Gotham against Gotham. Mike Russell is convinced that. Uh, they were going to do something with the Joker in, the, in this next movie. Do you think that's that that that's they were going to do that? That they will. That they w- wanted to, but then Heath Ledger dying kind of probably fucked Heath up their Ledger plans. was too. I mean, Heath Ledger made such crazy waves at that movie. There was no way they were not going to sign him on for another one. Did you uh, did you see the Onion article that uh, the Onion wrote a couple months ago where it was like uh, ridiculous Batman fans disappointed by lack of dead Heath Ledger <laughs> in, in Batman Three. <laughs> 
and like the fake interviews with attendance goers coming out of uh, uh, of the Dark Knight Rises is like, I know he's dead, but they could have still found a way to put him in the movie somehow. And like, they could have found some Heath Ledger footage from the last movie and just had him blue screen walk past the camera or something like that. And like, you know, people are gonna be disappointed if the Joker shows up. Just yeah, exactly. That's 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 gonna be something that film's gonna be automatically be struggling against. Is, yeah. Even though I'm worried that he's gonna have the third strike, he's out syndrome. Like, cause I mean, it could. the second, the first movie was pretty good. The oh, second movie was so. Catwoman's got to be interesting. Bane doesn't seem very interesting. It could be. I don't know. Why cast Tom Hardy and then obscure his beautiful face? And then make us his voice. He sounds like a butt fart. And obscure his beautiful. He sounds voice. like a butt fart run through a toaster. He's like blah and I still love Tom Hardy for his interviewer interviews where he's like, "You were in the Batman movie." He's like, "Yeah, was, you know." And they're like, "How was it?" Because he really is an actor. I know, and he's like, "This pain for my like, swimming pool." He's like, "It's like working at Starbucks," you know. <laughs> Like what is he, I love Tommy. Yeah. Oh Tommy. That'll be very curious. I wonder if he gets unmasked. And... I like this is Bill's list. So all the movies we've mentioned, those have been the good. We're not talking about Popeye. Talk about Popeye. You intentionally did, have you seen Popeye? We did Robert talk about Altman's Popeye. Popeye. You made me watch it. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, we watched the first third. <laughs> no, I, and I have watched it all. It's fucking fantastic. It's a weird movie. It's the. It's one of the most faithful comic book movie. You have to be in the time. right. Mood. Everyone's got the big boots and yeah. awesome songs. No, the costuming is amazing. Harry Nilsson's. Um, uh, I, I love, love that the movie. Songs. Young Robin Williams. Everything is food, food, food. Do, 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 do. It's got uh, olive oil. It's got. It's, it's perfect. It's got my favorite Martian as 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 poop deck pappy. Oh my god, that movie's so fucking good. The original Robert Altman's Popeye should be on Netflix Instant. If you haven't seen that, that movie's a fucking trip. I don't know how they got that movie made, but that is... Yeah. Now it's most famous known just because it's got that one song that wound up in that goddamn Pudding movie. Oh, um, uh, yeah, He Needs Me. He was in the... Uh, uh, not you Down With me. Love. <laughs> um, Punch Drunk Love, yeah. man. Punch Fuck Drunk Love. Fuck that movie. Ugh. Don't you reappropriate movie bits of movies I like? Oh, dude, Punch, Punch Drunk, Drunk Love is amazing. I need to see it again. You it made is me watch favorite. it. And I was so fu- I was so fuming. It was like you're taking parts of my Popeye apart. Punch Drunk <laughs> Love is one of my favorite romantic movies, and I'm sad because I can never watch it again because it gives me a panic attack. There is there are elements well, it's of all Punch Drunk Love that it's is all psychological. Way... Just well, it's about dark. fucked up people falling in love. Yeah, and despite of their fucked upness, and that's beautiful. My favorite, one of my favorite scenes in that movie is when they're laying be- in bed together at the end and they're finally together and she's just like, I want to punch you in the face and scoop out your eyeballs and eat them. And this is their, their, their bed talk, you know, their pillow talk. And then I can't watch it because it gives me a panic attack because it's all about this man who's oh, no, no, the, the dude's broken crazy. and alone and deal- coping with his Pudding. stuff. And it's there's a lot of stuff. I that, like my takeaways pudding. There's way of, too. Oh, there's a lot of talk about cozy shack pudding oh, cups or man. something. I see way too much of myself in that movie Aww. for it to give me anything but a panic attack. Yeah, dear Christ. Yeah, anyone who's ever with struggled with any sort of mental problems, mm. do not uh, watch Punch Drunk Love once <laughs> in w- while holding someone's hand, possibly. Man, then I was gonna talk about not good superhero movies and stuff. But I like that your list much... is Watchmen. Well, that's not even a terrible movie, but it wasn't that like, eh. I like I saw that in theaters. I didn't necessarily hate it, but I was just kind of like, nah. see, the thing about bad superhero movies is that I am so I have so little investment; they just kind of roll off me. Yeah, exactly. And there's enough good superheroes. Or I say it's not worth getting upset. Like, it's you, not that I have to complain investment. about Daredevil forever. It's not that I'm not invested. It's just that it kind of rolls off my back. Man, Daredevil was terrible. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Did you see Electra? all I can remember of Daredevil is the opening bit. Like, like one of the first things you see is a really shitty CGI rat. Yeah. 
It's oh, it's man. like the it's like the end of the departed. The departed. The departed. Except it's at the front, so it sets the whole tone. It's like <laughs> okay, movie. Uh, so okay, superhero feedback. We got a note from Adrian J. Wallace. Uh, he digs uh, Mash Fleischer Superman cartoons, which because it's good, not shit. a movie, but yeah, no that 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 was one of the first big uh big screen adaptations of a comic book thing, yeah. and that was fucking fantastic. Um, even the music was like, and the fighting the big robots and stuff. Yeah, that that stuff is super cute. I think that's something I need to get on Blu-ray or DVD. It's a collection of that stuff. I think it was wasn't a bonus feature on something. Yeah, I mean, technically, you go to fucking Rite Aid in the in the in the dollar ninety nine DVD bin, you'll have like flight. No, I feel like someone restored it. Yeah, I think so. Within the last two or three years, I think someone did actually come out with like the deluxe box set of the Max Fleischer Superman cartoons. Adrian also mentions the Incredibles. Uh, because everything is so exaggerated and weird in animation. Again, a fantastic superhero movie, which has nothing to do with any real-world comic book, The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. The Incredibles is... I mean, which, I can't Alec, believe we, I didn't we, think of it. It's, yeah. But yeah, it is... If, if Kip ever hears this whole shit himself, <laughs> because he loves... Incredibles and Batman the, Returns. The Incredibles is one of the most perfect movies ever made. Again, you don't have to make do the caveat of... You know. Yeah, Adrian also points out uh, I love the uh, Batman animated series for the same reasons, but crappy animation and design can completely ru- can completely ruin it for me. I don't I don't know if he's suggesting that crappy animation that there is crappy an- animation and design in Batman the animated series. I've only seen bits and pieces of Batman the animated series, but what I ever saw the the, the design and the animation was really really good. I mean, they have the limitations of it being an early '90s cartoon show. The one I think I've only seen like three episodes of that. One of them, Catwoman, got turned into a Catwoman. That was weird. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Um, the other one was I'll also. Say, I am preemptively excited about the Ultimate Spider-Man was it the cartoon crocodile? show because Paul Dini is a showrunner. They're basing it off of Stuart Eminem's designs, and J.K. Simmons is doing the voice of J. Jonah Jameson. Aww. That's all it takes for me to be excited. I, like I like the fact that he's becoming a voice actor now. It just cracks he me should. up. He should. Man, he's so good in Korra. He's so good in Korra. Oh, oh man. man. Um, did you want to take the other one? Oh, no, you're on uh, Twitter up. Uh, Maxwell Motley says, I'm fond of uh, super movies as a whole. I appreciate the, the design in superhero movies, even if the film itself isn't so good as in Constantine and Priest or Legion. I keep trying to make myself watch Constantine because, you know, Rich Weiss. Oh, she's in that? Yeah. What does she play? She's the female love interest. Is she a demon? It's on Netflix. A- I tried to watch it, but I'm so allergic to Keanu Reeves. Just get the screen caps. <laughs> it's a Tumblr spore. Go to YouTube. I'm sure someone's already, like, just Rachel Wise constant compilation. And just her I'm going, not that person. Nah, I'm not that person. I like your Rachel Weiss impression, by the way. It's like she was in the room with me. Sorry, Rachel, about that whole conversation we had earlier. Sorry about Here's that. Here's my Rachel Weiss impression. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make a camera out of, uh, out of a, a watermelon. A skateboard, I'm going to DJ. Oh man, speaking of terrible objectification of female actresses, so I I, I have Google Alert set up <laughs> for some, I can't remember who it was for, but I got one this week, and it was, she was on some website that focused on f- ladies with arm hair. What? Rich Weiss? So, no, I don't think it was Rich Weiss, I can't remember who it was now. It's Carolyn Deverna, because I have her in my alerts, because I want to know what project she's in next. And um, so she was on, featured on some blog spot that specifically features women who have prominent arm hair. Not even necessarily prominent, but women who have arm hair. You can film. see that, yeah, yeah, visual. So it was recommending what? you should watch this. Sh- I know, it was such a weird thing. And there were, it was the they best part. They had screen caps and like, time, like fast forward at like sort 35 of. minutes and 48 it seconds. It wasn't necessarily that far, but what was great was that I only read this one blog post, but the comments were the most lucid. 
comments I've ever read on any website ever because they were really intelligent. Like, well, yeah, if you watch episode Dutch, she's backlit and you can really see her armor prominently. And they're like being really like a civil whole, to each Female other. arm hair yep. community. I mean, it's sweet. God bless the internet. Here, let me see if I can find it. Because wow. it's amazing. Hairy armed women. You know, this there's a called. fetish for women. Hairy armed women right? appreciation society.blogspot.com. Wow. There's a, I've seen fetishes for. Women. Oh, this is great! This is the this is the this is the introduction to the website. A community dedicated to appreciation and admiration of women with hairy arms. Hair is natural, normal, and attractive. Aww. Women who are so endowed are truly beautiful, sexy, and lucky. It's sweet. Aww. I mean, it's actually kind of sweet. I love fetishes because they're just so sweet. It's just sweet. And God bless the internet for giving you a place and to I go. I love that's not even like armpit hair or anything, too. It's just no. like, for, like hair. Yeah. You know? God bless them. I love the internet. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> that was a segue. Moving on. Um, uh, no, Max Mo- Motley also enjoys Hellboy and its sequel, partially because uh, she knows a guy who worked on them. But, you know, Hellboy was a fun movie. I really liked the first one because Ron Perlman was so great. As... Oh, you like the first one better than the second one? They're both, like, They're two both, parts of the yeah. same hole to me. Oh, yeah. I, I can't really sit down and say... I mean, they say... weren't... They weren't... I would never call the them... The creature design... Like, all the typical... It's Guillermo del Toro. Del Toro stuff is It's fantastic. such a treat to see actual practical, co- yeah. like, stuff that I can't complain ever. And Ron Perlman is such a brilliant casting as Hellboy... The only thing I can remember about Hellboy 2 is I was so pissed off that there wasn't action figures available for the Golden Army because I loved that design. I was only pissed about, pissed off about Hellboy 1 is because they used a really weird cover of Nick Cave's Red Right Hand. Oh, yeah. Like, what that is that? Like, did you just not get the rights from Nick Cave? Jesus Christ. That was unfortunate. Um, but yeah, that was Nick Cave cute. is too busy making crazy cowboy movies to sign off on <laughs> anything like that. Have you ever seen The Proposition? No. I know he's, like, writing, directing movies now, though. That's well, he's, nuts. The next movie he's doing in is called... Is it called Unlawful? It used to be called, like, The Wettest County in America or whatever. Actually, the trailer just came out. It also stars my Tommy, Tom Hardy, and Shia LaBeouf. And uh, I think, what's his name? The I, I may be misremembering, but the Irish actor who I always thinks looks like a ripped Conan O'Brien. What's his name? Josh Edgefield? You got me. Anyway. Have I ever given you... Do you have any Nick Cave music? Yeah. He's got a good song. No, yeah. don't listen to Nick Cave in the bad seasons. Listen to Nick Cave... Uh, just Nick Cave. Like, uh... God, what's he's got? No, no, not bad seeds. You don't want to listen to like release the bats or any of that songs. He has he's, he's got loud stuff. I'm just saying. Um, wait, what's the hell? Wait, <laughs> <laughs> I have to be able to check Twitter again. Like, and yeah, with this, we're so, this is the worst podcast. I'm so glad you guys listen to us. <laughs> Well, we both got distracted. Well, I went to go check my Twitter stuff. My wife's getting a tattoo. I'm distracted. She just posted a picture. What kind of tattoo is she She's getting? She's getting an anchor. An oh, on her, is she getting anchor. that right now? Yeah. It's awesome. Oh, man. It was actually great because her tattoo artist was like, I'm going to, oh, we want to get an old school flash art. It's going to have an anchor. And and she goes, what? No, there's not going to be, or no, no, he says, is there going to be roses? And she got pissed off. She's like, what do you mean there's going to be roses? And I goes, no, 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 tough roses. It's Are you okay. still going to get a tattoo? I don't know. Get the two horses riding. I talked to Dylan about possibly designing one for me, but I don't know, man. Oh, the two the, the two people on Not the horse? Not necessarily. I was the one to get something with knights. I was kind of thinking about getting, um, there are a lot of um, Templar um, tombstones that are, um, and so the, the like, there's a, it's like a, there's always a stone carving of a knight with a sword. Yeah. Like, rest. I was thinking about getting two, like, one on each of the back of my arms. Wow. But at the end of the day, I'm a pussy. 
And you my should, wife and I are talking about this. You should get one small tattoo just to yeah, see what, like, not in the inside of your wrist, but something. What, what, do you know what the easiest parts of your t- uh, body to get tattooed are? It depends. Like, maybe something, a little, something on it your shoulder. It depends on your just pain for... tolerance. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And but you should do yeah. something that's just, there's got to be something like, like, if you go to a tattoo artist, maybe they can prick you just to see what, like, what the initial feel. Dude, I am afraid of needles. There's I'm... no way I'm going to have a good time getting a tattoo. But that's what I'm saying. At least go to, like, they're... We, we, we don't have to have the segue on air. No, you should totally have, uh, if you go to see uh, Foley at the tattoo artist today, you should ask him just to zap you once, just see what no, happens. No, he's done it. Like... I'm not going to get a tattoo ever. Beyond oh, he, that... Oh, you've actually got zapped with a tattoo gun? I have never, I've never modified my body in my life in any way, shape, or form. I don't even have my ears It would pierced. be weird if you did get a tattoo or piercing, but I could see you doing it. I don't think I don't it's know. really, like... There's a part, my wife and I talked about that, because my wife is heavily modified. She's yeah. got piercings. It is funny, as tattoos. a set, you guys are funny, where you're own natural you could easily go to your grave yes. nothing ever changed about your body but then Foley goes in and she's got like 50 pounds of ink and that's what i kind of like about us we're like salt and pepper you know yeah exactly so i don't yeah. know i don't my she was actually because she talked about it for a while and she finally just said the other day she's like i'll just get your tattoos for you it's <laughs> <laughs> so. worth that in the bedroom you were you wear the gimp mask with the actual shoots actual flames though uh-huh. that's kind of weird uh-huh <laughs> you have to put on a gas tank on your back so basically you're saying in the bedroom i dress as pyro yeah and Fola's just, like, dressed like uh, my little uh, Bo Peep. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about anymore, Bill. <laughs> you guys are what other dead feed- in the bedroom. <laughs> Whatever listening feedback you get. Oh, God, that'd be weird to use an anonymous mask in the bedroom. Just... <sighs> well, friends, you did it. You wasted more time listening to a Boy Hattie podcast. As always, we're boyhattie.org. Um, we're at boyhattie podcast uh, on the Twitter. Wait, hold on a second. Uh, I want to reenact uh, the moment of quiet before that was uncomfortable where you we were both looking at Twitter. Wait, hold on. Wait, be quiet a little bit longer. Because people love hearing this, right? <laughs> we are howdy at boyhowdy.org. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening. And your comments, as always, I'm serious if anyone wants me to loan them the ridiculous lesbian romance novel. How do you boy, how do Yeah, you that'll ever? be curious if you end up having to loan like 12 people the same book. I don't know what, what Amazon's Kindle loaning policy is. We'll find that. You'll find out the hard way. We'll find I out gotta next say, week. I got to say, you got to tell me why I should loan it to you. So I'm... they should email us to tell you to say, hey, yeah, wh- a little, little essay wise, let me lend your, let me borrow your rom- lesbian romance. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We'll see you next week, guys. All right. Take care, y'all.